God, Alex um, just farted and it smells so bad. Great. Hello and welcome to No Refunds. My name is Dwight and joining me this week are the Giggles. Hey, I said that once already. Done, yeah, yeah. You, you can't recycle your own I'll jokes. recycle my own jokes. Whatever I want. Are Alex and Tiffany. Okay. I'm sorry. So are you guys okay? I'm you're good. Yeah, I'm Tiffany's drinking, losing I'm it. drinking rum. So. She said three a lot of times. She did. Three, 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 I'm drinking three, three. rum and coconut seltzer water, so this will be fun. It's going to be a good night. So instead of Alex being drunk tonight, it's going to be Tiffany and then probably me because I'm drinking but my second beer. But it's going to be different because I'm going to get progressively more drunk. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll be very She's doing Alex in reverse. I'm do- nice. I'm doing Alex Top 10 in things. reverse. Okay. So, that um, is inappropriate. Oh we actually God. have something really cool to talk about today. We got some emails finally. Nice. So yeah. thank you everybody for emailing us. Let's go ahead and get started with those. So this first one okay. is from longtime listener. No, not really. It's from <laughs> someone who's been on the podcast before. Not Technically. really. Tangentially. Technically. It's from Bonnie. Bonnie's, the subject is finally getting to listen. Bonnie says, hey guys, now that I'm working a terrible office job, I finally have a chance to listen to the podcast that I've been in the background of a number of times. I feel like a girls' night out should be a real ep- should be a for real episode, and I want to be a part of it. Tiffany, awesome. Mm. There have been so many times that as I am listening, I just want to jump in and talk about what you guys are discussing, which is so great. Um, just to interrupt. You've had that opportunity, and you didn't do it. You were literally in the room. So, continue. Called out. Continue. <laughs> a ton of the favorite movies fall close to my heart, and I can attest to the fact that Alex loves to share his passion about movies to anyone who will listen. I can remember when her, says her, I can remember when he first started really getting into movies. Mm. I am pretty sure the only reason I have, have seen some of the movies I have are because of him. Hem, hem, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Yep. Ha ha. That's true. Keep it up. I love all you guys. Three oh, hearts, Bonnie. We love Bonnie. Okay, so the three hearts that she she sent are yeah. a blue heart, a yellow heart, and a purple heart. Which I, one I goes to I'm purple. All right, I'm yellow. Sweet. <laughs> That's the one I wanted. Um. So I, I talked to Bonnie today, and so when she told me that she wanted to be on the podcast, she very clearly said she wants to be on without me and Dwight. Okay. Really? Because uh, in she her words, like in her words, we are intimidating with was, our level of knowledge. I was going to say that. I, I don't want to sound know it all, but no, that, that makes sense. And it's no, no, I, I completely understand her. Like. It's fine to have Brian on because mm-hmm. when Brian comes on, he talks about we we try to talk about the things that he's very knowledgeable about. Mm-hmm. So we he's kind of on our level. And when we have mm-hmm. like other people on, when we had Scott on for the the, the draft, draft or like, like when Joe was very, on too, yeah, very knowledgeable about movies. So she was nervous to ever come on because she didn't feel like she had that kind of knowledge base for anything. Okay, but so she's, if it was like she's Tiffany. really identified with Tiffany yeah. because Tiffany is like I really liked this movie. I couldn't tell you who directed it or who was in it, but okay. I loved it. That's and, awesome. and that's kind of how Bonnie is. So oh, she was yay. like, I want to be on an episode with Tiffany. I, I would love that because if there was ever like an episode that you guys recorded that like I wasn't on, I would be yep. so excited to listen to it. Yeah, that, uh, that would be awesome. You didn't listen to the episode that Alex and I did about yeah. being the Beast of Power Because Rangers. he was a butt about it. Yeah, he was a butt. I was being a butt about it. Um, 
But that'd be so cool. Really nice. Yeah. All right, we'll plan it. Next time we have Amanda uh, in this state. In the vicinity. Yeah, we should try and get Which her. Which will probably on. be around. She said around like um, Christmas. Probably. Right? Yeah. So cool. Have Bonnie That's super and Amanda do, do an actual girls' night out. Oh my God, I that'd would love That'd be great. It. Okay. I'm really in. exciting. I'm in. I remember just like one yes. side note. It's okay. I remember Bonnie telling me in college. Because she hates me. I started, I <laughs> saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for the first time, as I said, on two episodes ago uh, in 2008 right before I graduated from high school, I remember showing it to Bonnie a couple weeks later because we were best friends and we always shared everything. That was before you and I started hanging out. It is lightning out really hard. We may lose power. That would be awful. Uh, So we watched it together and I was like, I love this movie. I think this might be my favorite movie. And I remember a few years later when she came back for the summer from college, she was like, I love showing that movie to people. Because I know very little about movies, but it's always that one movie I can pull out and everyone's like, I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it, but it's yeah. also an amazing movie. Right, exactly. So, really so she to... loved showing it to like new people that she met in college because she, it, she always was just like, this is that one movie that I get to stump people on. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, and yeah. Bonnie's awesome. And I look forward to that episode when yep. it happens. Bonnie's amazing. Yay. Very cool. So we have one other email. Okay. This one is from uh, someone our listeners are very familiar with at this point. It is from a Mr. Judd. And Judd writes, Hi, guys. There's actually a surprising number of lists, uh, movies that, on your list that I have actually seen. Um, so I'm only, so, but here's a couple of the highlights. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is actually my entrance to the te- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I hadn't actually read any of the comics beforehand. I had just seen this movie, and I instantly fell in love with it. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, it is the thing that needs to be the, the standard that anything else is measured by. Um, I especially uh, love the relationship between Leonardo and Raphael. Leonardo, of course, being my favorite. Um, also, holy crap, you guys make me feel old by listening to this stuff, because I was in high school. <laughs> In 1990, when Dwight was three. I was three. I think Judd makes a really good point in this email. Judd um, is here. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, my God. We fooled you. Spoilers. Wait, Judd's not here. No. He's what? just, I'm reading his email. Yeah, Dwight look, just, look, look Dwight, Dwight, you said a lot Dwight's like Judd. reading his email. Look to your left. There, I think Alex. Judd made a really good point in talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, about I, I, me only being three when it came out? I think the first movie is really, really, it's just. So good. The the family themes are what really stuck with me as yep. an adult, and like it, it's just it's the quintessential Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in my head. Yes. When I think about turtles, I think about that movie. I agree. And even as someone who watched the animated series and loves the comics, mm-hmm. it's still the thing that I go to as like the original in my head. I, I think at this point, my favorite interpretation of the turtles is the IDW yep. comic, but that is still like the, you're right. It's the gold standard yep. that turtles should be held yeah. to. I agree, Judd. Continue. <laughs> Cabin in the woods. Um, I didn't actually see this one. It was in, was, was in theaters. Um, I ended up watching it with friends later on and we were blown away by it. Um, I still love this movie. And I think that overall Sigourney Weaver's performance at the end is greatly underrated. Most people love other parts of the movie, and I just love Sigourney Weaver's performance in this film. Why is that? Like, it's one of those things. Dear email, um, why is that? <laughs> yeah, because uh, like it, it's it's almost like an out of nowhere performance. Like, yes, yes, I know, like she appears over the intercom a couple of times, but I mean, what about that performance is what grabs you? I mean, I I don't want to speak for the writer, but um, 
I really, I really enjoyed Sigourney Weaver. Like when she shows up, she gets to deliver her like huge monologue about how, you know, it's better to kill a few to, to save the world. Like we we're just trying to satiate the beast. She gives such a good, like she delivers it so well that you're almost like, eh, maybe she's right. And then, you know, what's her name or redhead. Uh, I don't the even virgin. remember her name. She's like, you're a fucking idiot. Uh, and then let's, um, what's her, what's her name? Tuppence. No. Clara bell. No, no. it's something. One of the Prudence, Prudence Buckner. Um, it is Buckner. And I know that her. because of Buckner. Yeah. Kills her, which is awesome. Uh, it's great. I, it's a fun surprise cameo, and it's uh, speaking of fun surprise cameo, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Fair, um, yeah, it's really good. Read your comment, uh, your, your question, Dwight. Um, <laughs> the thing about having Sigourney Weaver like deliver that speech at the end and have her show up for me, my exposure to Sigourney Weaver was Aliens, Alien, and Ghostbusters. Where she is always the protagonist, she's always on the side of the good. Mm-hmm. She's always a protagonist, um, and because of that, having her show up as basically being the person in charge was just delicious. It was just like this is great. I love every every minute of this. It's another like meta level too, because you're right. She is usually the hero, and she's like done these world saving things multiple times. Where right. she has been the final girl and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, it was patience, Buckner. Obviously, I said prudence. You're just a oh. fucking idiot. Well, that is rude. That was Tiffany. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm tuned out right now. Any, any more from the email? Hold on, let me check. So, so Alex, Hot Fuzz, another movie that I didn't see in the theaters, um, but I caught it on Netflix. And the reason why I caught it on Netflix was because I had avoided it because Shaun of the Dead looked like, at the time, when, I, when it was out, just another line in the oversaturated zombie apocalypse movie, so I didn't bother. I'd heard all these great things about it, but I was like, it's a zombie movie. I don't want to bother. And I caught Hot Fuzz because Andre insisted that I watch it. He said, this is amazing. And so I did, and that was my entrance to the Cornetto trilogy. And I'm glad I gave it a chance because I went back and watched Shaun of the Dead and realized how good a movie it actually is. But Hot Fuzz, honestly, was just ridiculously good. Which is your favorite of the three? I love all of them for different reasons, but Hot Fuzz is the one that stands out to me because it's the one I came in on. I think Hot Fuzz is the best, personally. Uh, I think uh, Hot Fuzz is the best. I agree. And my favorite. Tiffany says Shaun of the Dead. Mm. What? what? Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz? Which one do you like better? I like Shaun of the Dead. I think arguments can be honestly made for all three. No, you're not wrong. I think I've seen Shaun of the Dead more slash I like zombie movies. I know you've seen Shaun of the Dead more and you like zombie movies. Anything else? Side note. Not bad endings in horror. Here we go. Oh, Tiffany's going to get into a fight. I actually yelled out loud when Tiffany said, I actually think that it's kind of a great way to end the movie. It's different. It turns the norm on its head Whoa. a little bit. Whoa! Shots fired! Whoa! Actually, <laughs> I'm okay with I deserve that voice because I make voices for everyone. So carry on, email. It's not different. It's the norm. I realize I might have a little fashion ways in being a horror, but I always think that... Horrors are viewed as morality plays. Good and virtue triumphs over evil and vice. Uh, Take Me to Hell, a movie I still refuse to watch because of the ending. It's called um, Drag, Drag, Me to, Drag Hell. Me to Hell. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's a cheap thrill twist to get people to gasp and generate buzz. 
Cabin in the Wood was actually a good ending because, which may seem weird, is the world is destroyed, but the evil here wasn't the elder gods. It was a system of, of appeasement that required unaware sacrifices. The system was evil and needed to be defeated, even if that meant the end for us. That said, I love Cabin in the Woods because you can easily argue both sides of the argument. Uh, a few torturous murders are done to kept humanity alive versus destruction of a system so corrupt that the administrators of the system are gambling on the outcomes, proving that humanity is so decadent that it needs to be swept aside to give someone else a chance. Um, I'm offended. So Judd's here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, that was a big uh, big ruse. We just pulled the wool over your eyes, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. You just thought Dwight was doing a really good Judd impression, but Judd's here. Nope, he's in the room with us. He, physically. Physically speaking, you could be forgiven for fi- thinking that because apparently people confuse Dwight and I all the time. This happens constantly. They're basically the same person. That's what I'm told. I talk a little bit less. Only little, a little. little bomp, bit. Bomp, bomp. Yeah, tiny bit. <laughs> Very cool. So thank you so much for joining us, Judd. I, I, I know it's been a while. It's been like a hot minute since you've been on. So we are uh, very, very yeah, pleased to have you on. Time. Alex wasn't on. We talked about Ready Player One. Yes. I think that was yep. the last one. I was filling oh, in right. for Alex for Ready Player One. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't right. here. I remember that. I also remember that. Very cool. That was a good episode. It was. It was fun talking about that. It, it was very good. It was great. I don't think yeah. I listened to it. Sounds about right. Why would you? You weren't on it. I, I feel like those are the ones I should on. listen to. <laughs> Probably, but who knows? Okay, so why don't we check in on our uh, movie draft, which is um, yeah. where we what we've been doing for the last and couple that's why of Judd's months here at this as point. A, as an expert, yes, because Judd uh, <laughs> unfortunately was not on the last one, uh, not on this one. So we're going to be uh, talking to him about it. So since we last discussed it, um, Equalizer Two has come out for me. That netted me a cool thirty-six mil. Um, That's not bad. No, it's not bad. For That's Tiffany, you had Mamma Mia come out. Yeah, how'd that do? It did 35, That's 34, not bad. 34 point I'll nine. Take it. So that's no, actually that's, really that's really solid for and, um, Mamma Mia. Do we talk about has did eighth grade? Eighth come grade out last has year come out, but, but so, we are waiting for a wide yeah. release on it. It's but only come out limited. Yes. Did we talk about it? Did, had it come out the last episode we recorded? No, no, no. Okay. It, it's technically released, but it hasn't had a wide um, release. It's doing really it, well. I've heard really good things it's, about it. I've heard it's really good things fantastic. about it. Um, and it did really well in the four theaters it was released in. So, you know. No, I mean, it did, like, no, it did it, really it did, well. I think like, best like per capita or something it like that. Made, like, like, it was like 225000 or something, but it only came out in four theaters. So that's pretty nuts. It was something, the average, I don't know, the t- but I think the average was like 60-something, 60 63,000 per theater, which is pretty good. That's great. Um, another thing that came out was uh, for Alex. I don't know if Ant-Man and the Wasp had come out last time we had talked. That, I don't think so. That has done 75 million, eight, uh, 75.8 million. And for Derek, did I, what did I say? Did I say you? you? Said I meant Derek, sorry. And uh, Derek has also had Hotel Transylvania 3 come out. Did 44 million. That's not bad. That was also my bomb pick. Um, so Hotel Transylvania 3 for a bomb got me 35.9 wow. million. That's really bad. But that no. is not good at all for a bomb pick. No. It's better than Alex's bomb pick. Yeah. I mean, but that's it's still what I'm comparing a it to. In terrible my bomb well, pick. Well, Alex can, at this point can, has, has made like draft. <laughs> He made history. History. So yeah. because he's the first person to get negative bomb money. Yeah. Um, that is not an official number yet. Because we still technically don't have. I don't have... know if it ever will yeah. be. So I will contest that to my grave. <laughs> fair. Fair. 
Um, speaking of bombs, Alec, uh, Derek's bomb pick has shifted a little bit because when I now Google search budget for Solo, it's now bumped up to $275 yep. million. So I've, I've updated his to reflect that. So now he's at $190. Interesting thing. Not so so worst, Derek, Derek's... Holy shit, there's Whoa. so much lightning that outside. That is a lot of lightning. So Derek is currently in first with 300... I'm going to go check on the cat. We Holy may crap. lose power. Holy crap. Derek is currently in first with 343 million. Um, his bomb pick is 190 million. His regular stuff, no bomb, is 152 million. Wow. So his bomb pick is more than his uh, everything else, which is interesting. I'm currently in second place with 244 million. Tiffany's currently in third place with 204 million. Billy is in fourth place with 188 million. And Alex is in last place with 114 million. First to worst. First to worst. <laughs> the, the only thing that's exceptionally interesting about these is Billy still has four movies left. So uh, I think he has the biggest. No, he um, only has three. Only has three? Because the hustle. Oh, the, yeah, that's right. You said the hustle got shipped. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, do you so want to talk about three, that? He has three movies left and his bomb pick. Because no, one no. of his movie, because his the hustle got moved, he got has delayed. Two movies left and his bomb. Pick. Yeah, I, yeah, I counted that as three. So picks. the hustle got delayed. So we had to put in uh, Billy's backup pick, his which was Bad Samaritan, mm -hmm. which did not do well. You said it like, like a million, right? A million and a half or something. Mm -hmm. So um, that hurts Billy a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but so sorry, Billy. Yeah, sorry, Billy. He, Hustle got pushed back to like so, next March or something. Wow, that's not a good good yeah, sign. Not a good sign. That was the Anne Hathaway Rebel, Rebel Wilson, Wilson yeah. uh, joint. Yeah. Fun. Okay, um, so that's where that is. I don't yep. know if you have anything else you want to say about that. Um, so current right now, currently, my last two picks are going this weekend. Yes. And they're both projected to do pretty decently. Um be, because of yesterday's numbers being in. Um, Mission Impossible Six is projected to do sixty to seventy million. That's pretty good. And um, tight, Teen Titans Go is predicted to do fifteen to twenty million. Nice. So, so you are going to potentially move up. It could. It, I I'll still come in last place. You you, you feeling um, confident about that? I'm still feeling pretty confident about that. But I won't have done as terribly as I expected. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Derek's first place gap has gotten even wider now with Billy losing a yeah. uh, a pick. Though there is an issue. I, I kind of got screwed this weekend. Apparently, MoviePass has blocked out Mission Impossible for the weekend. Ooh. So people are going to probably wait, wait to up. see it. Ouch. Unless MoviePass finally tanks, which they're about to. God, I really so, should have picked that movie as my bomb pick. I'm so mad. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Okay, so yeah, movie drafting. How am I doing? Sorry, I'm distracted because it's really thundering and lightning out, and I grabbed some flashlights. Uh, you are currently in third. Okay. With 204 million. Okay. Um. Oh, and I checked eighth grade last week. Scaled up from four movie theaters to 33. Mm. So if they I, I wide release, I believe is anything over 600. 100. 600? Over 600. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. So 600 out. or more is a wide release. So, um, if we don't hit it by the end of the summer it'll be whatever the it, biggest number it'll happen time. so with um won't you be my neighbor they started in like nine theaters and then they brought it up to like 50 and then like 160 and then like 700 
So it'll probably happen in the next couple of weeks that eighth grade will go wide. I cannot wait to see it. Like, I've just heard such great things about it. That's one of the only issues about living in this area is, like, you're not in New York or Boston. Or not in New York or or L.A. So you don't get all these cool ones. We're close enough to Boston that we tend to have the ability to see a movie if we want to. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Judd? Judd, how do you feel about our movie draft this year? How are Um, we doing? I'm sad that I'm not in it. (laughs) But, um... Other than that, I do think it's entertaining to watch. Um, it's always fun to see like how things like play out. Um, how bad we are. Really, I'm just just more <laughs> amazed that we finally had the thing happen that I thought we theorized when we first built the draft, which was that someone could actually get negative money mm-hmm. on a bomb pick, um, because the bombs have been such a swing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's re- it's weird. You wouldn't think that the thing that like you bank on being the worst thing. Um, would be the one that makes you the most money, but that's how it ended up working. Um, we may revisit the bomb pick at some point. We talked about it this year, but we just kept it the same. But I know that's something like, in theory, we've been talking about revamping just the whole structure for I mean, like three years now. We're still, I mean, the, the, the draft is basically at this point still in its, well, first iteration. It's like mm-hmm. this is the, the rules we came up for originally. We're still in the first um, matrix. Yeah. Ooh. And, um, so you can make the argument that this needs a lot more fine tuning. The real question is whether or not you know uh, a new format. Like the, 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 I had a kind of a suggestion where basically people like bid on movies, like a, like and like mm-hmm. like as like if they're mm-hmm. like theaters or distributors, and that way you're you're gauging your profit based on how yeah. much money it makes in its opening weekend versus how much you bid on it. Mm-hmm. That way you don't need a bomb, right? And also, it means it doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't necessarily mean that like if you pick if you don't pick the Avengers or Deadpool two, that you're out of the running, because um, you could just say, well, I'm going to pick this movie and I picked it up for a million and it did you know sixty five, yeah, you know, so I it like gave that. me it gave me a sixty four you know sixty four million boost. Mm-hmm. I spent almost nothing on it, and that's mm-hmm. good. Whereas like everybody was bidding, everybody bid Avengers four to the moon, um, and so effectively you only made like twenty five million on it. Despite it making yeah. like box records, records a billion dollars at the box office, um, but the question is whether or not that would work for the draft because that would just slow because the bidding process would just slow the process. You, you, yeah, yeah, you'd have to edit the hell out of that. Yeah, that's something I don't care about doing. So I like I'm not the concept. Do that. Like if you guys were doing it at work, like I think that works. Well, we used well, to guess, do it like yeah, via like we would just do a drafting, but it was like it was Judd, me, and another guy in the mm-hmm. office, and he had two people who would be via email or group chat that he was in. Yeah. So it was like fun watching the names like appear on the, yep, the board yep. as they were. Yeah, I was going to say the like bidding that. wouldn't really work in that context either because right. it would be you would just be going back and forth and forever. Yeah. It's a good concept though. I like I think that. It's, I think it's honestly for the game portion portion of it. Yeah. It's a stronger concept. Mm-hmm. I think for the viewer public at home watching, listening to it, yeah, it might yeah. be less interesting unless you heavily edited it out. All edited six the, of you. To, to be, so thank the you. fun parts. <laughs> oh, very cool. Thanks. Love it. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that we need to tweak the, the system a little bit, especially since, I mean, we're not done yet, so the numbers aren't final. But like, I, mean, I even think then, I... just looking at what we've done so far, I think Dwight actually drafted the best picks his bomb pick was just what killed him like i think dwight had the best chance of winning and then his bomb pick only did 30 million which isn't bad but that 
completely took him out of the running because uh, like the other bomb picks are doing like 160 yeah, million, you know, well, or negative two or negative two. <laughs> um, well, I th- the bomb has always been weird because of fact, like I said, the, the way to, to measure it is based off of its, yep. its production budget based off and then minus its, you know, opening. Week, its opening weekend, yep. which is just nuts. Cause it means that what it heavily weights it in favor of big budget, things like solo, yep. which have no, there's no way it's going to make its money back in the first weekend. Right. So, but if you have something like like a, a comedy kind of thing that has a really low budget, it could go gangbusters, and all of a sudden you're on you're in, in negative money. Which yeah. is just weird. Okay, so let's go into our main topic today, which is about um, peace in the Middle East. Oh, and um, um, you I don't edit care. In I, some bird chirping sounds. The Middle East. That's like Iowa. Yep. Um, no, and no, I don't a care for Indiana. I don't is, care. Would for Indiana it. be the Middle East? Uh, it's Hawaii, actually. Hawaii, that's way too far west. No, 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 no. That is the Middle East. Everything else is like Hawaii is where we is the center of things. That's where we we everything oh, is in relation it's to the Hawaii. sun. Yes. Okay. Has anyone done anything cool? <laughs> so I have, our, no, I have no segue. Our into, main topic into today is what have you guys been up to? <laughs> Another ketchup episode. Dwight, what have you been up to? Okay, so I'm pretty excited about this one. <laughs> I'll get all my crap out of the way so we can get to our our our, uh, our I'm guests. I'm not gonna lie, about listeners. Things. Dwight has been like literally like dancing all to- this whole time because he has some kind of thing he wants to drop on people. I cannot wait to do it. I'm it, so excited. It's gonna fall on its face because uh, that's what everything in yeah. my life does. But um, um, except our marriage. Because that's what everything in our life, my <laughs> life does. Except our marriage. I'm wow. Just kidding. Um, obviously, <gasps> I'm just best friend kidding. goals. Best wow. friend goals. Allison friends go peep the picture on the uh, no refunds yeah Facebook fam page. just keep yeah, plugging our facebook and instagram because <laughs> i do so much work on that social media so if you know me listeners what would you say one of my biggest interests in the world is peace in the middle east yes um what's dwight into dragon ball no nope. uh teenage mutant ninja turtles no nope. um, i yes, think i no. i think i know the answer me horror movies Video games. Yes. yes. <laughs> I am into video games. I have a big collection of classic games. Said the man wearing a Pac-Man shirt. Yes. That is one of the classic said, games I have. Said a man that owns a Pac-Man cabinet. Correct. And a Neo Geo. And a Neo Geo. So, um, one of my, the biggest issues with old games is playing them. You have to have an old CRT TV. You have to have uh, the original consoles. You have to have them all hooked up. I recently have come into possession of a lovely device called the Retron 5. Have you guys heard of the no, Retron 5? you bought 5? it. You didn't come into possession of it. You bought Fine, it. Fine, I bought it. I, I procured this device. It's sitting right no. there. I can see it. Yes. I saw it a while ago. Oh, you didn't say I anything? I just didn't know what it was. Okay. So the Retron 5 is one of the coolest things in the world. It is. It is. The name is misleading. It plays Super Nintendo games. Yep. It plays regular Nintendo games. It plays Famicom games. Mm-hmm. It plays Sega Genesis. It plays Game Boy. It plays Game Boy Advance. It plays Super Famicom games. It plays, I think, all in all, all told, like ten consoles. That explains all the slots. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> slots on it. So, what it does is it. I was just making a statement. I don't know why you thought that was so funny. I don't know. I'm drinking. Definitely love slots. Yeah. That- <laughs> Mark, he's right here. Yes, I know. I found yeah, him. So what it does is um, you can't. 
So with the Retron 5, you can take your physical games, you plug them into it. What it does is it dumps the ROM of the game onto it, and then it exports it via HDMI. So I can play them now on my, my TV here in the living room. You can do save states on them. You can do um, you can take a SD card, and you can like load in like cheats and stuff like that on uh -huh. it. Not that I'm ever going to do things like that. Yep. But it's like a legal, air quotes, it is a 100% legal way of playing your game old games yep. on a modern TV. Because you have to own the game. Yeah, exactly. Because it's, it's not, not like you're not, you're, I'm not, I'm, I'm not yeah. stealing the ROMs. Right. They're, yeah, they're, you they're own my the physical game. games. You're playing the physical I'm game. super excited for this. It it's, is amazing. That's so cool. Awesome. That's part one. Now, how do yeah, the controllers... Awesome. There are, uh, on the side, there are three slots, uh, three, uh, six additional slots. One for Super Nintendo, one for regular Nintendo, and one for Genesis. Okay. So you, you're playing it with the original controllers. That's awesome. It's great and it you can awesome. you can um button map it so yep. like if you're if you have uh your super nintendo controller plugged in you can play the genesis games with that and you can assign the buttons yep. to do different things and whatnot it's really cool, cool really well done why wouldn't you just play with a six button genesis controller because it's would. the I'm best just saying, genesis I'm, I'm, controller it is i'm just saying that that's a possible because i only have one six button genesis controller so well somebody, i have one so okay, fine. then so we get to play over. too so alex <laughs> We're playing Golden Axe. Yeah. Oh, we're oh. playing. We're playing some some uh, Genesis games. Oh shit! Yeah. But you know Wait, what we're gonna do with them? No one. I was okay. gonna say. I think the best part of this is when you were you originally explained this to me. I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> I was like, you want to spend money on? Wait, I don't. I don't get it. Because in my mind, before you explained to me that you're playing your own games, I was like, well, isn't that what the you know the the NES Classic and the yeah. the SNES Classic? I like are? the Raspberry Pi and, I, and Raspberry Pi thing specifically. I was like, what? But the fact that you can go into Dwight's you know the the spare bedroom or the or office or whatever you want to call it, his game room, his <laughs> game room, and grab something off of the shelf. Dwight's arcade. Dwight's arcade. Dwight's arcade and is grab the Grab something off the shelf. And play like it's just in HD. It is so yeah. cool. That's awesome. T Tiffany was playing um, Doctor Mario. Doctor Mario. Doctor Mario. You get, that, yeah. you, get to get, you get to blow into the cartridge. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's so. I need to get some isopropyl so cool. alcohol because we have some. I have some games like Contra hasn't been dumping the ROM properly for mm -hmm. me. I think it's because the contacts are bad. Yeah, we have yeah. some in the in the kitchen in the kitchen in the bathroom. That, so. That's the only issue I've had with it so far. Is sometimes you put it in and it doesn't properly um, read the ROM mm -hmm. or read read the um, cart. That's the only issue I've had with cool it so technology. far. The controller it, that it, the controller that they provide with it also sucks balls. Like it's really bad. Yeah, but um, I, that yeah, no. it's that piece of crap. Yeah, the one oh, to the, the right like, of the weird. Wii the one, one to the right. Yeah, of the, but or, I or the think Switch one. Yeah. my thought on that is th that's great that they're giving that to you. But mm -hmm. if you're buying something that's going to play all these games, yeah. I, I would assume, or one would assume, that you have a collection of them and you yes, also yeah. have the consoles to play. So, yeah. you know, and I have the controller, so. Yeah, yeah. So part one is, Alex, we're going to we're gonna play with this. This is just part one. A shit ton. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, yeah. But you know what we're going to do with it once we play it? I also got a little ditty called an Elgato HD60. Elgato? Yes. What that is, is it, is it a device that lets me capture my gameplay and stream it to Twitch. Ooh. So we are going to start doing some streams and we're going to start we're gonna do doing some, some, like, let's, some plays? let's plays. Oh my God. We're going to do some long plays of Golden Axe. <laughs> we're going to do some long plays of Streets of Rage. What I'll play about, the shit out of Golden Axe right? for like hours. What about, if anyone wants to come over and play wait, video games. What about Dwight and Tiffany Ruin Games? Dwight and Tiffany Ruin Games is going to make a big comeback. Big comeback. With like classic games and stuff like that. And, and so it works with the Retron. It works with my PlayStation. It works with the Switch. That's awesome. It works with anything that has an HDMI output. Elgato. Elgato. Yeah, we use them at work to stream um, just 
live events. Yep. So it's not just it came, gaming. I, I played uh, Super Mario 3. I recorded some Super Mario 3 videos. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to start, because I remember I was talking about doing like a YouTube thingy at one point. Yep. I, I think I'm going to parlay this into that. And it's going to be, that's what I'm talking about, an, an announcement, a little adventure for more no refunds in the, in the more future. More no refunds. I'm excited. We got a no refunds streaming channel where you and I are just going to. Just going to talk about crap. We're just going to talk about crap and play video games. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. You win? Oh, <laughs> Joe, what game do you want to play? Honestly, uh, the ones the ones you mentioned, uh, what I remember is mm -hmm. Golden Axe. So I would totally be down for Golden Axe. Nice. Uh, I was more thinking to myself because I actually when you said the part two, and I was like, he's going to say it's going to be Twitch. And honestly, I'm I'm over here and I'm kind of excited about it. <laughs> he's excited. Thor's excited about it. Yeah, did you hear Can Thor? You hear that? Um, uh, maybe God of Thunder. So it'll probably get killed with this. Because, the... because yeah. honestly, there's there's Okay, you've clearly indicated. Like, I kind of knew it before, but after like you know meeting you and talking to you about stuff, there's clearly a fairly large like population of retro game nerds. Yeah, there's a smidge um, of us. And if there's anything that's been I, that's taught me anything about Twitch, if you basically provide something that people really are passionate about, they will find you, and suddenly you might run into the problem of you actually are fairly popular. <laughs> I don't we, think that's we ever going be. to happen to me because uh, <laughs> yeah. have you met me? But um, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I, I recently found um, so in preparation for this, I'm I don't going know, to man. Do... There's people out there who currently like what they do is they play D and D professionally for Christ's sake. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, I've been looking because I'm I'm really excited about doing this, and I'm going to start doing a, uh, a Pokemon Nuzlocke challenge, which yep. is what I'm going to I'm going to record that, and I'm going to have that released. Awesome. And so in preparation for that, I started like just looking for Nuzlocks, and I just found. A bunch of people. I'm like, I'm gonna watch these people now, so I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah. like you just look for them and you you find it. It's, yeah. it's nuts. They're everywhere. I'm really pumped. I'm pumped. Yes. Did did my announcement live up to the hype that I, I, it I gave it to? Okay. It lived up to I, the hype. I, I have to agree. I'm I mildly knew it had something to do with video games, just from your level of excitement <laughs> when you were like, <laughs> I have something to tell is you. That the only thing I get excited about <laughs> is video games. The last time you were this excited, you bought a video game cabinet. You like, the last time you were this excited, you texted me and you were like, hey, can you come over to my house? I need your help to move something. And I was like, how, why is Dwight this excited? And you were just like, picture, click. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll come over. It was a Neo Geo. Yeah. We're very excited. Yes. So video games are the thing that get you the most excited. Did I talk about how I, I got my um, arcade set up? No. Uh, I have the 61 in one um, board, and I managed to get it hooked up to a monitor working and running with uh, controls and everything. Awesome. I just need to put it into the cabinet now. So I'm very pumped about yes. that. I, I knew that it had happened. I just don't think we've talked about it on here. Yes. So that's my very brief Dwight's Arcade cabinet update. Dwight's Arcade cabinet update. Hey, Judd, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Talk to me. Shut, no. shut up. You came into my house today and you just were like, I'm talking about zombies for th 30 minutes now. That's Go. Okay. So, Judd, um, as something I started on the last episode, we will be asking all of our guests from now on until we do another episode. Yes. Another top. Another top 10 episode or top five. Um, we will be asking, Judd, what are your five favorite movies? That's a great question. Um, now, since I actually, not only do I appear on the podcast occasionally, I actually listen to you guys. Um, Judd is so, officially our third member. 
he uh, is Brian's still fourth, our fourth, fourth member. Come on. He's been on the most episodes though. Yeah. He can be our he can be the fifth Beatle. He's Pete Best. That's fair. I can't be Ringo? No. Pete Best is way better than Ringo. Yeah, but, yeah, but Ringo. <laughs> anyway. Um so I so here so this is my my favorite five. But I did give myself a little constraints when I made this list. And the constraints were I couldn't actually put use any of the movies you guys used in your top ten lists because then I'd just be agreeing with you, and that's boring. Um, I couldn't use Amanda's. Uh, and I also couldn't use – I did recently – Dwight tagged me in for the, the 10 days Facebook picture of movies that, you know, moved you in some fashion or another. Moved or inspired mm-hmm. you. Um, and so I, know, I can't use those, any of those either. Uh, no. Not that, like, anyone who's list here is list following me on Facebook. On, oh. uh, on that, I disagree. With you, I think you should have done whatever you liked. Yeah, well, but is, I'm, is, I'm fine I with, with yours. I have a lot of movies that I consider my favorite movies. So this is helped me narrow the field and give you a better, another, more of a window into me. He, That's fair. He wanted to give him a challenge, himself a challenge for no reason. Can't get wrong. Can't, um, I can't fault that. Did you include our honorable mentions as I, you couldn't use? Yes. Okay. Mm. Okay. Although I think wow. I lost some of the honorable ones, but I certainly have uh, Amanda's honorable mention. Okay. Yeah, she had I did, one. I'm Amanda pretty sure I'm pretty safe, I think, in what I picked that wasn't any of yours okay uh also my honorable mention i have an honorable mention as well oh so for the top for the for my list of five movies the theme ended up it didn't start off with a theme there were like a couple movies i wanted to put on this and as it grew the theme developed and the theme is since apparently i had a little bit of a rant earlier about it horror movies these are horror movies that i really enjoy why are you looking at me when you say that um you want to fight you guys gonna fight because it's lightning out. This is perfect. Because light. drag me to hell, drag me to hell. Yeah, um, <laughs> I love drag me so, to hell. Same. Fight me. Um, same. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, so the in no particular order. Um, the first movie I want to mention is Pitch Black with Vin Diesel. Great um, movie. Never seen it. I've never seen it. It is such a good movie, and the reason why is because of the fact that um, the way the movie is structured, Vin Diesel is not the protagonist. He's just the most memorable character. Correct. Um, and also, one of the things I loved about it was, so in horror movies, generally speaking, there's a couple unwritten rules. Um, and one of those unwritten rules is that kids are, generally speaking, you can scare them, you can even maybe hurt them a little mm-hmm. bit, but you don't get to kill kids because they're off limits. Mm-hmm. That rule does not exist anymore. I, I, I 100% no, don't think no, it does. When I, watched, yeah. when I watched Pitch Black in 2000... In the Shut Up I, movie. Terrible. And, yeah, in 2000. When I watched, when Pitchback came out in, in the year 2000. Okay. And when that came out, that rule was more or less still in effect. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so there are three kids in this movie. Well, four, technically. Um, and three of them basically are used almost exclusively to, to boost the body count up. Yep. And I was actually, like, watching that movie, and I, I, I was actually impressed that they went there. I was like, holy shit. That's kind of interesting, an interesting take. Um, and I just, and I, I love, I love Pitch Black. I love the Chronicle of Riddick. I loved less Chronicle Riddick Part, Chronicles of Riddick Part Two because I felt that honestly they were just retreading Pitch Black over was, again. Was Chronicles of Riddick Part Two the animated one? No, well, no, that was something else. So I'm talking about the second live action film, the just third live the, the action Riddick, film. Then. The movie yeah, called Riddick. called Riddick. Riddick. And Riddick was not as good as the others. Which Chronicles of Riddick is a terrible movie. I love it. Shut up. Riddick is a great movie. Oh, quite cheap. <laughs> really? I've oh, heard it the other way. No, no. Chronicles of Riddick is absolutely the, terrible. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> wow. 
Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick, while they make, they, they do basically it does the aliens thing, because Pitch Black is a horror film. Mm-hmm. Chronicles of Riddick is a space fantasy action film. It is not a horror film. Yeah, and so they are completely different genres. Just happened to star the same guy um, and in character. And Carl Urban and honestly, doing his it, worst oh, performance of I love his Carl life. Urban in this. But <laughs> He's so bad. Jada loves Carl Urban. He, Carl Urban is on the list of like people that she will watch in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I can't. Jada say, is your wife for yes. context. Although I don't. Okay. Normally, normally the like regular human way to say that was my wife Jada, and I don't like saying that because Jada hates that word. She hates my the word wife. wife. You, you should say it like poor. My wife. My wife. I go. love uh, being a wife. Jada my hates wife. it. She just hates. She doesn't. Like, she doesn't like, hate being married to me. She hates that <laughs> word because there's a lot of. She feels there's a lot of negative connotations to being right. wife. I feel or felt that way about being a fiance. If that helps. Yeah. The, there's but also the. There's a lot of weird. Yeah. The connection to like possession yeah. associated yeah, yeah, with no. the. So this is this is oh my god! I have owned <gasps> Tiffany for the last four years. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. When we were going over our vows with the the um, justice JLP, piece, yeah. mm-hmm. she told me straight up while they while the justice piece was not like nearby, she said, "If the vows include and obey, yep. I am fucking getting, I yep, am walking I'm away." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "But I want to marry you." She's like, <laughs> "Not with this person." Yeah, no. Fortunately, that I didn't respect. Happen. I respect that. So, so I love Pitch Black. Pitch, Pitch Black's, Black's a great, great movie. movie, amazing movie. Um, so number two. Uh, you started movie. off with your number one. Wow, that's that's bold. No, I'm just, he said I'm in just, no I'm particular just, order if you're listening. Fine. I was not listening. You don't listen well. I'm, I'm just really excited about this. I'm just going in list order, not best to worst. Fine. Or worst to best. Um, so the second movie I want to bring up is Dog Soldiers, which was came out in 2002. I've heard you, I've heard you talk about this movie and a gabillion I've times. I've seen this so movie. I, I, I've I, actually Dog seen Dog Soldiers it. Is, a, is a movie about a, uh, a group of um, British like army guys who are basically on maneuvers in Scotland and they run into werewolves mm-hmm. and it is fucking what? amazing. It's it awesome. It's so good. I feel like I would like that. Yeah, Judd's talked about it. Judd, it's been that, every time that I've been like, oh, we're going to watch horror movies. Yeah. Judd's like, you should watch Dog Soldiers. Like it's, yeah. It I, is definitely on my list of recommend yeah. people, things, people, all of these movies I can recommend. These are all movies that I Okay. Before you continue, is it a, is it a, very, is it a serious horror movie or is it kind of like a black sheep tongue in cheek it is not. I haven't seen Black Sheep, okay. and it is not a comedy. It is definitely a horror. It's a horror movie. Film. Okay, but put it this way: one of the characters is named Spoon. Yep. Okay. And the reason why his name is Spoon is so that the directors and the writers could set up a long mm-hmm. play Matrix joke. Okay. Okay. So it went a long time for this to basically make a Matrix joke. So it's a self-aware. I bet you I know what the joke it is. Definitely. Walks the line of okay. between comedy and not comedy. Well, like for example, like we watched Zombie Beavers, which was a, a horror movie about zombie beavers, but it played it completely straight. Yep. There was no. And that's what made it funny. And that's what made it, but it also made it really good. So I was just wondering if it was in I, that I same. Think it was, it, I could say probably having not having seen Zombie Beavers, um, but <laughs> I could say this about that description. It's you're going to have kind of a similar feel. Okay. They yeah. play it completely straight, yep. but there is definitely comedic elements okay. in there. Then I would love it. So I'm in. Is there no spoon? That's the joke. Yeah, I figured. Um, and I will, it's it's. But honestly, this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, number three. Ooh, three, three, three. <laughs> is Event Horizon. Cool. 
came out in 1997, and I saw this movie in the theater. And this, this is basically a haunted house in space movie. Ooh. This is like um, Clover of Paradox, it's all, but worse, it's, right? I believe Lawrence Fishburne is in it. Lawrence Fishburne, oh, Sam Neill. His name is Larry. Uh, Jason Isaacs. He gets strung up and his like body torn apart. Ow. Okay. Ouch. So, so it's an awesome movie. <laughs> it is a great movie, and and um, it has Sam Neill in it. And Sam Neill is another one of my my favorite actors. Um, I'll watch pretty much anything he's in. Um, it is great, and it has a good ending. But at least does you're everybody open to die? It's, I mean, I'm not going to argue with his favorites. The movie is terrible. Shut up. But I love the shit out of it. I've, I've watched this movie dozens of times. It's one of like those movies that I can put on and love every minute of it, but it's not good. I remember having a conversation with you about um, the Star Wars prequels, and you have said that based on the amount of times you've seen them, yep. they can't be bad movies. Yep. So that speaks volumes about this that, movie. That, that's that exactly is, what yeah. I like. Event Horizon is by no means like a cinematic masterpiece. Oh no! But I love watching it. Sam Neill. Sam Neill completely hams it up. His performance is amazing and also funny at the same time. Like it, it really gets me because, as somebody who immediately associated him with, oh, hey, that's the guy from Jurassic Park. The first time I saw it, I was just like, he's still the guy from Jurassic Park, but he's trying to. Take this spaceship to hell? Question mark. Nineteen ninety-seven. How old were you, Alex? I didn't see it in ninety-seven. Clearly, not. Um, I, I was ten. I was ten. I was oh. eight. <laughs> Judd is old. I, I, I was. I episode. was. I think I, ninety-seven. I had graduated grad school. Oh uh, wow! Some of the kills in that movie are insanely gruesome yeah. and amazing. Yeah. Like nice. that's one, some of my favorite things about the movie, um, just like the yeah. gruesomeness. Yeah. Great. Uh, great movie, but also terrible in my opinion. I, I mean, it's again, I'll agree with you. It is not a cinematic masterpiece right. by any stretch of the imagination. I think there's it's, some great visuals in this movie. Great visuals. Um, and unique concepts. There's, there's some really strong performances in this movie. It's not anything that I would sit there and say, well, this is a masterclass right. in blah, yakety schmacky. Yeah. This is a fun movie, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it is well put together, and it looks gorgeous. But it's not necessarily like something that I would sit there and say, "Well, this was clearly a right. should have been an Oscar nod." This is this That's is right. favorites. I'm I'm not trying to say you can't argue now, with anyone. Now favorites. we're going to go into something that really is a test step below the event horizon. Um, <laughs> 1998, 19. I'm sorry, 19. I'm sorry, 1989. Okay. Oh, I was born that year. <laughs> Pumpkinhead. <laughs> Oh, oh, I never, knew you were gonna. I knew you were gonna. I've never seen it. It's and, great, and and yeah, it, it has it stars it. it stars Lance Hendrickson, another one of my favorite actors. Um, most people will know him from um, when he played Bishop in Aliens, um, or Frank Black from the TV show Millennium. Um, I'm I know him mostly from AVP, the masterpiece that is. You can die. AVP. Uh, I actually prefer AVP Requiem. Yes, the I'm Pred Alien you know. is. Sorry, the next the... time you will hear is, is, is the sound of me strangling Alex to death. <laughs> but it's that's, not that's, as good as Alien stabbing. Covenant. <sighs> now, now you're just playing dirty. <laughs> I Hello? wish that AVP would cross over with Alien Covenant. Shut up. <laughs> Dwight, uh, Judd's just going to get up and leave. <laughs> just, I'm going to flip the table. Just, just murder everybody. Um, so, 
Do the perfect Pumpkin, time to no, lose power. Seriously, Pumpkinhead is fantastic. Pumpkinhead's a lot of fun. Um, again, I'm not as sure I would sit there and say that this is a masterclass in anything, but it has some of my favorite elements in horror movies. There are scenes. One of my favorite things I love in movies. Can period, I tell the story? No, I'm just kidding. Is it's about a window. Is when something happens that the uh, that the characters aren't aware of, but the audience gets to see. So it's sort of that you know that classic. Don't go in the basement. He's in the basement. It's the like, classic Hitchcockian, like you show the audience the bomb, right. but the, the characters are on the bomb. Is there. Um, there's a there's a scene in the, about midway through where the the, the the teens are being chased by this monster, and the, and the monster designed for Pumpkinhead because it sounds Pumpkinhead it sounds like some dumb, but you see this monster, he it is fucking terrifying looking, um, and there's a scene where they're all like in like they think they're safe, they're in this cabin, right, and they're like sitting standing around in like the kitchen slash, you know, sort of like that kitchen there's a bar like a bar area and then like you know the rest of the room and there's a window like over the kitchen sink and they're all sitting there freaking out and talking about what they want what, what are they gonna do what are they gonna do what are they gonna do and as they're doing this you see pumpkin head just walk past the window like there's no there's no stinger to it there's no like noise to it the, the camera doesn't like zoom in on on pumpkin head he just walks across the window and then one of the characters like Goes look like opens the door later, like a few minutes later, opens the door to to see if there's anything out there, and Pumpkinhead reaches down from the roof and grabs her by the head and like lifts her up. It's just amazing. There's a better scene later on is two of the characters run to like a dilapidated church, and like they're all like, "We're in holy ground. We're in holy ground. It can't chase it." Can't chase. And the thing I love with this about the monster Pumpkinhead is it has a it it's it's not a Freddy kind of like sense of humor where he's snapping jokes, but it's very clear that the monster isn't just this mindless robot that is coming after the kill. It, it is a vicious killer and it's playing with its, it's not even playing with its food. It's just playing with these people. And so it stops at the door and kind of looks like, like doing that. I can't come in here. And they're like, oh, okay, we're safe. And then it just, it just like pushes the door open, walks through the threshold and like starts walking at them. And I'm just like, Oh shit. It's great. No, you're right. The, the character design for Pumpkinhead is fantastic. Like, the characters it, themselves are actually really good. Is the character design anything like the kid from Trick or Treat? No. Like, absolutely. No, 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 no. That's like kind of that thing creeps me out. It, it, it's, it's, this, like, it, so it's almost like a giant, like, scarecrow. Okay. Um, okay. Like, made out of, like, wood and stuff like that with a pump. It's, it is a pumpkin head, yeah. but it's, like, super okay. deformed and whatnot. Um, it's a really good design. Lance Hendrickson. Oh, that's is, horrifying. Yes, it is, right? That is nothing like what I was picturing. Yeah. That's not a I guess I was wrong. It's definitely not wood. I, I was misremembering it. Um, um, well, but it has to do with, like, they use a pumpkin to summon it, right? Or something like that. That reminds me more of, like, a xenomorph. It's a really good character, creature design. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, uh, Lance Hendrickson's fantastic in it, and, mm -hmm. like, the, the, the push behind the movie is, like, genuinely heartbreaking. Um, it's a very well, it, it's just like a, bare bones plot but it's enough to keep you pushed through mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun i i also really like Pumpkinhead. i watched it because of judd's recommendation oh. um and oh. i was looking for that stupid scene that you're talking about because every time judd talks about like the the window scene mm -hmm. it's very well done it looks it's fantastic i i, I like so thank you, you you say that stupid scene you're always it's, talking about <laughs> Because I'm always well talking about it's, it. It's, it's only stupid because I think I've heard about it like 14 times. Mm. That's what happens okay. when you work you for, with someone for <laughs> yes. a billion years. Yes. No, it's it, it's a really great movie. So thank you very much for recommending it, Judd. Cool. Um, so number five. Five, five, five. 
is another Sam Neill movie, In the Mouth of Madness. What is that? It's a great so, movie. In the Mouth of Madness came out in 1994, and Sam Neill's character is he's an insurance investigator. And essentially, he's he's being sent to go find this uh, a, a publishing company has insured the life of one of their major authors, who's very clearly... Who, who's very clearly a uh, Stephen King um, nod. It's this author who's written all these horror books, has this cultish-like fans who just are devoted to his latest books, and they're, they're waiting for this next book that he's writing about his singular town. And That's all right. He's kind of he's, so he's, he's disappeared, and so the, the insurance company has sent Sam Neill to go find him because they need, specifically him, more importantly, the book. And it basically is the weirdness that happens as Sam Neill basically like huh. figures out where this town, this 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 town in New Hampshire that this guy lives in. It's Mouth of Man. It's based off of H.P. Lovecraft, right? It, it's not an. It's not actually one of the mythos books. It is very colored by the mythos. Okay. Um, it is. It is inspired by the mythos, which, which is why I love it. And is it is one of the ones that actually has a bad ending. But I, but it because it's, that, mean, it's, that means it's bad and you hate it. Well, because it's right? mythos inspired, I'm okay with it because I make an exception for that. Oh, so so you're a hack. Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's um, it's a John Carpenter movie, and it definitely feels oh, like a John Carpenter okay. movie. It is, it is actually one of his. It's the part of his apocalypse Which, uh, trio. I love his. I love John Carpenter. What's the apocalypse? It's the thing. The thing mouth in the madness. mouth of madness and uh, uh, not the escape from New York. It's the, it's no. the devil one. Um, Devil went down to Georgia. She was looking for. He was fog, looking for a, fog. No. Um, the ninth gate. No, that wasn't John Carpenter. The first gate. Ooh, the first. The gate. second gate. <laughs> I was just gonna say. The, oh, the third, fifth gate. Joke. Fifth gate. Fifth gate. Fifth element. The fifth element. The eighth gate. The sixth sense. Nice. Um, the devil. The seven wonders. Seventh seal. Nice. Uh, seven samurai. <laughs> eighth grade. <laughs> That's uh, ninth hole. Ninth gate. We already did. <laughs> That's where we started this. And we've come around full circle. Prince of Darkness. Prince of Prince Darkness. Prince of Darkness. I've never Which, seen that. Honestly, we I'm of the opinion of the three is the by far the weakest of the three. Right. Because um, the thing is the best. And then, you know, big gap in the mouth of madness. And then even bigger gap, probably the other one. Uh, well, let's see. The thing came out in 82. Prince of Darkness came out in 87. And In the Mouth of Madness came in 94. Mm. Um, so, um, but yeah. Is Tiffany drunk? She's very drunk. <laughs> I'm not very drunk, but I I only had two shots of rum, and it's just going down so smooth. Yeah. Best friend goals. High five. <laughs> it's Alex's rum, so I don't feel bad. Why is the rum all gone? I, it's not Tiffany, gone yet. But Tiffany, so I, I like that you themed yours around horror, Judd. I yeah. hope you didn't feel pigeonholed and like you had to do no, that. No, I love, I love, honestly, horror movies are like one of my favorite genres. Um, I have a bunch of them, which is like some places they intersect well. Like, um, the reason why I love Event Horizon so much is because it's basically science fiction horror. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also science fiction horror, which has a very mythos feel to me in a lot of respects. So that's why I kind of dig it. Um, so mainly it was like I wanted to talk about this because honestly I do actually feel very strongly about horror films, um, and I honorable mention should bring it home in terms of like the where my core comes from in terms of horror movies. Mm. My honorable mention is them. 
Them is a giant ant movie from 1950 blank um, that Judd, 54, that Judd saw when he was really young, and it fucked him up. Close? Kind of close. <laughs> so, <laughs> Them was playing, back in the old days when you couldn't get on demand, um, Them was playing on the Creature Double feature yeah. um, for Channel 56. Um, so I think I was probably like 13, maybe 12 at the time. And so it came out, and I'm just like watching Creature Double Feature because Creature Double Feature. That's just what you did on Saturdays. And um, my mom had seen this film. And so my mom, as we were watching it, because, you know, it's, it's a creature movie, my mom basically was like, Okay, I, what I need—I want you guys to try to figure out—is what the monster is because they, in classic, because in, as in classic, like you know, atomic horror sort of standard, they don't really tell you come out immediately out of the gate to say what the monster. Yeah, because it's always like the scientists like running into like something yeah. happened, someone right. was killed off screen. Ah, exactly. And like you're trying to figure out what it is like for half the movie. Right. And eventually, I, I, I did. I did actually figure out that I was pretty happy because I actually figured out that it was giant ants. Um, and uh, I mean it's. Them is part of like the 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 atomic horror um, uh, era of movies. Um, uh, yeah, because in the fifties it was all atomic stuff. Like yeah. it was around the time of Godzilla, and it was yeah. it was post war stuff. But because we had Universal was done with its big monster stuff, because you had the classic monsters. That's one. That's like the golden age of horror. And then from there they moved into the sci fi schlocky. Atomic stuff of right. the the fifties, right? So there was the atomic horror. So you had like you know, atomic testing did something and created giant ants, you know, yeah. or atomic testing did this thing and wake woke up a, a the giant Gila monster or some something like that. Actually, no, that was also the giant a, claw. Yeah, there's all it, kinds of things or like, like it that. Turned it, a woman it, to a bee. It was because yeah. because because at that point, um, atomic atomic power was mm -hmm. the the book the scientific boogeyman. Yep. Um, and you can actually watch it. So it's like That's atomic cool. horror, and then later on, it stops being atomic horror, and the mm -hmm. boogeyman now is genetic horror. So now yep. it's like yep. scientists in a lab splice a bunch of yep. things together yep. and create a, a, a monster, and it goes on a rampage. Mm -hmm. Literally speaking, rampage. Uh, rampage. Jurassic <laughs> Park are also part of that. Part of that is part of that um, lineage of movies. Um, there's a couple other ones now that are happening now where you, there's, a, uh, uh, there's, a, there's another genre, there's another grouping, which is basically the, um, the God particle. So it's quant the, like quantum yeah. horror, where it's like, we do a thing and we open a door to a place we don't not supposed to be, or, yeah. you know, you have things or like the, Cloverfield, the Cloverfield you know, paradox, where it's sort of like, we're just going to use this as an excuse to do whatever we want. Um, that movie was fine. That movie was, it was. It should have been better than it was. It was. It was okay. I've definitely simmered on it. I loved it when I fought, watched it the first time. I would. I, I and I would disagree. I, I was. I was like, most of the way through the movie, I was sort of like, none of this makes any sense. Like, even if you want to say that, like, well, we've opened probability. Yep. Probability is not going to say there's going to be some world where you can just you can detach limbs and have them walk around and write messages to you. Oh, yeah. I think the I mean, probability says that will happen. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely come down on it, but I still like it. And honestly, the, the the connection to the Cloverfield portion of the equation I thought was just so ridiculously weak, um, and to the point where I was like, actually, like, wait, those are this kind of cloud, so that means this thing is literally like, literally like tens of thousands of feet tall. It's standing on a mountain. Sure, that's a good way to explain <laughs> it. Sure. Okay. Fine. Okay. Um... But yeah, them, <laughs> them is great. Uh, 
You, sh- you, sh- you should watch it. it by, cool. by today's standard, it's not going to be that scary. The, one of the greatest things I like, like about this movie is that it's made in that era of movies just after World War II. So you had a bunch of people who had fought in World War II um, who knew... So like they actually, so they have like guys come in using flamethrowers and they're actually they're army, they're actual actually army flamethrowers, flame and and these are people who actually like you had you like knew how to use these. So it's like these aren't like special effects, more as they are literally a guy with a flamethrower using it on a like in in a in a in a, in a scene. And Man, the flamethrower, I was thinking about this. Today. The flamethrower is like one of the scariest movie weapons of all time. Like it's literally like it's not even just that it's shooting flames because like it's like shooting like a napalm on you that yeah. is like going to like stick to you and like burn you down yeah it's Man, awesome that's terrifying terrifying and yet highly ineffective really you're probably yeah well because it, it, it puts a, you into danger from a, pra- from a practical standpoint um one with a specifically i saw i was watching a thing on this weird this is a weird tangent um where they were what we do. talking about uh uh specifically flamethrowers in vietnam and the problem was that um the tanks are such a huge liability because if they get hit, you basically just detonate the tank and and the guy. Um, the tanks can't actually hold all that much stuff, so they're only they're only useful for like a few minutes of firing uh, before they're basically tapped. Um, Seems very inefficient. Yes, extremely so. Um, which is why you don't see modern militaries running around with, with flamethrowers. Um, but oh, when you said tanks, I thought you meant like. Yeah, like, the, the tank that is holding... The tank, the, 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 I the thought tank. you meant, like, a ground tank no. that, like, rolls and shoots giant shells. No. That no. was a miss. However, uh, World War II, the Nazis did actually have a flamethrower tank. In Puppet Master, there's a flamethrower puppet. And on that note... <laughs> puppet Master has a lot to so do yeah, with the Nazis. So let's, re- those are my let's review Judd's movies real quick. So, Pitch, Pitch Black. Black. Oh. Dog Soldiers. Yep. Event Horizon. Pumpkinhead. In the Mouth of Madness, and them. Good, solid picks. I, I like them. I, have, I haven't I have seen two of them. Which ones? Uh, them and Pumpkinhead. I think you would definitely like Pumpkinhead. Yeah, yeah. It sounded interesting. Them is great because, like I said, it's it's a historical touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, by today's standard, like, it, it's not going to, nobody's going to be scared of it. Yeah. But at the time, people were scared. It was scary. And the and the practical effects for the ants are fun. The, they actually have ants. Like they actually they made ants big. That's gross. <laughs> they just made huge. I ants. I feel like that'd be terrifying. Yeah, I think ants are already terrifying. I know. That's why I'm you know like, oh. You know what I'd like to see? Um, this is something that like I think we've touched on in this before. I know you've mentioned this before, Alex. Um, I would love to see them stop remaking classic horror movies in the sense of like the Freddies and the Jasons and like the, the Michael Myers. I would love to see them remake a movie like them yeah. or like remake some of these like really old B movies and like yep. do it modern with like some semi-practical uh, effects that, and then like some CG ants. That could be terrifying. What's the one Manos Hands of Fate that's like supposedly like the worst? It is. Yeah. Manos Hands like of yeah. Or like Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah, Plan 9 yeah. from Outer Space. Manos Hands of Fate should just be buried in the ground, <laughs> sealed with concrete, launched into space. It is <laughs> terrible. It's the Ark of the Covenant. I'm just saying, like, things like that. Like, when they remade The Fly, for yeah. example, like, they took this, like, kind of schlocky, 
old style movie and they turned it into a modern horror masterpiece. They should be doing more things like that, like taking obscure underground things that yep. failed initially and giving or them an super update. Old. Yeah, or super yeah. old. Yeah. What about something like Frankenstein or like The Mummy? I know we got super into those last year. Uh, I know they, they I know the they mummy. did The Mummy, they but just, I'm just saying yeah. like what about a real legitimate not Tom Cruise version? Uh, I don't think that Universal will let something like that happen because no. they also we also got a Victor Frankenstein a couple of years no, ago. No, I guess that's true. Like, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, got I Frankenstein. We got Victor Frankenstein. They, they don't know what to do with their own properties. Yeah, like they don't know what too. makes them scary. They, they're trying to make modern blockbusters. They need to give those to the people who are making the auteur horror nowadays, yep. and they need to give them like that and let them have this. I was type just going to say it needs to be like an indie. Give them free reign. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I would I'm love having to like an allergy that. attack right now. Like it's probably because she's so drunk. That's probably no. It. All of a sudden, my eyes were like, "Oh, you're so itchy." Are they? Um, they are. So speaking of movies, Alex, have you seen anything cool recently? Yes. Um, so I've been to the theater a lot recently, and I have four movies that I would like to talk about. Okay. I'm gonna be you brief. May talk about one. I'm gonna be brief on two of them, <laughs> and I'm gonna talk about two of them uh, in a little more depth. So the two brief ones are going to be. Uh, skyscraper, oh, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Uh, I guess we just Dwayne. call him Dwayne Johnson. Say, has he, has he has he evolved to Jane, Dwayne yeah. Johnson? He's yet? just Dwayne yeah, Johnson, mostly, as far as I'm concerned. He is Dwayne Johnson, action star, highest paid actor of last year or of this year, which blew my mind. Um, he, I mean, he's delicious. Why would he, you? He's, a, he's amazing. I'll watch anything with him. He is a bona fide. Did you watch Rampage? He's a bona fide action star he's he delivers the big dumb action hero dialogue (laughs) almost convincingly but enough to make it kind of like you're just like this is hilarious but he is awesome i feel like anytime you're watching the rock in a movie like you know you're in on the joke yep like it's it's like he's he's in on the joke you're in on the joke it's like a it's the fucking rock like that's how that's the feeling I get. Uh, it, his name is Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, sorry. It was one of those movies that I was laughing at a lot of the stuff because I was like, that doesn't make sense. That's stupid. But I enjoyed myself the entire time. It's a fun movie that is absolutely stupid and not good. But I enjoyed it. Um, the next one is called Sorry to Bother You. Oh, how was that? That looked good. Was it bad? Yeah, how was um, that? I don't want to say, this is why I don't want to talk much about it. I, when I walked out of the theater, I was like, that movie was okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I felt very middling about it. As I've thought more about it, I really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, it, it, looked, like, it looked great. I'd give it maybe like a 7 out of 10. Um, okay. The What's the name of the actor in it? Lakeith, uh, Lakeith Stanfield. He is awesome. I love him He's in very Atlanta. good. He's so good in Atlanta. He's so good in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> he, he was good in Get Out, too. Yes, he was. Um, he, uh, so... I don't want to say much about the movie. Yeah. It is, it takes a turn halfway through the second act. Get out. And goes somewhere that I never expected it to go. Home invasion movie. In a really amazing way. It, um, Army Hammer shows up. He's very briefly in it in like the first act as like this big billionaire CEO guy that you get to see more of him later. Army Hammer nails his performance. Lakeith Stanfield's great. Tessa yeah. Thompson as yeah. his, as his girlfriend is great. Um it's it's a good movie. I I would suggest it to anyone. It's a very weird movie. I wouldn't suggest it to everyone. Anyone that saw the trailer and was like this looks really cool. Yeah. 
go see it if you're into that sort of indie-ish movie. Go see it. Have you um, seen the trailer, Judd? Do you know um, what it's about? I know what it's about. I've actually heard, I've actually heard a, some really really good things about it. Um, I have basically seen things that are basically like talk a little bit more about what it's actually going on. Yeah. Um, and don't tell me. Yeah, it's just uh, it it sounds really really the, good, and it's I actually feel that I think that the one of the things that I, one of the things I've heard about it is it kind of there are parts of this movie that can be kind of hard to take depending on who you are. I I could see that. I it's. So, for people who aren't aware of what the plot is, it's about Lakeith Stanfield's character gets a job as a telemarketer. I don't want to say anything more than that, yeah. because anything more than that is spoilers. Well, all I know is from the trailers, they tell him to speak in his white voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Yes, Danny Glover tells yep, him to yep. do that. Um, yes. So Danny Glover's in this? Danny yeah. Glover's very briefly in it. Jesus, I gotta go see this. Um, yeah. He, so, uh, he's playing Detective Tap, and he gets his throat cut. <laughs> By it, Jigsaw. It was Spoiler good. alert for an old movie. It was good. Um, but the two movies I really wanted to talk about are Mamma Mia 2. Yes. What? Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. I've heard this has been terrible. So I've heard bad things. This movie is 50% amazing and 50% terrible. So it completely, almost completely evens out. I think the, the good outweighs the bad in this movie. So that it's, I actually think it's better than the first one. Um, but my issues with it are everything that happens in the present day doesn't work for me. I didn't need it. I like, I didn't need, spoiler alert, Donna to be dead. Meryl Streep's character is dead. What? Yeah. No. So uh, I didn't need that. Who's like, Donna? That didn't, Meryl Streep's character. So I said that. I didn't need anything that happened in the present day. I didn't need Cher to show up, which was stupid. But everyone that they had for the younger versions, everyone they had for the younger versions was spot on. The casting was phenomenal. Whoever they got to play young um, Colin Firth looked like Colin Firth. Uh, young Stel- um, Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah, Stellan Skarsgård was like just, they looked spot on. Um, they played the parts well and they could actually sing. So everything that happened in the past was just a really good musical and a really well-told story. So Mamma Mia 1. But I'm Mamma Mia 1 past. is not well sung. I'm saying the past. Well, yeah. Cause, everything cause in the past. No, everything in the, the past. The first movie came out in the past. This joke is failing. <laughs> yes. The, the, terrible. Really what they should have done is just made this a full a prequel. It just should have been a prequel. Have it start off with like Amanda Seyfried's character being pregnant and Meryl Streep being like, and her being like, I don't know if I can be a mother. And Meryl Streep being like, here's the story of how I learned to be a mother and just tell the story. That would have been perfect. They fucked it up by be, by trying to stay too connected to the original and being like, we brought this person back and this person back. So overall, it was decent. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Lily James is phenomenal as young Meryl Streep. Lily James is so good. Um, but yeah, I had fun watching it. I, I was almost definitely the youngest person in the theater when I went because I was surrounded by like 60-year-old women. <laughs> hey, they made Tiffany $35 million. Um, I'm on the last movie I want to talk about, and it is the best movie I want to talk about. Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's already out. 
Mission Impossible Fallout came out yesterday. I saw it in theaters Thursday night. It is absolutely phenomenal. It is easily one of the best action movies that has been made. I'm going to say in the last 10 years, because I don't know if in my lifetime is correct. It's not better than Mad Max Fury Road. That was my question. But it is uh, probably top five. I think, okay, if you know me, I love the Mission Impossible series. I think Mission Impossible 4 and 5 are phenomenal movies. Mission Impossible 3 is fun, but not the best. Mission Impossible 1 is actually pretty campy. Mission Impossible 2 is just bad. Um, That's the one with, like, the motorcycles, right? Mission Impossible 2? Yeah. Yeah, it's the John Woo film with the birds and the motorcycles and the explosions. It's not good. Um, Mission Impossible 6 was phenomenal. The set pieces are absolutely stunning. Um, Tom Cruise is at his best. Does like, he run? He runs. You get to see the Tom Cruise run. See, he runs in the trailer. I remember seeing him. You get to see the Tom Cruise run. Henry Cavill is phenomenal in it. The mustache? He has a mustache. The most famous mustache in the last couple of years at this point. Um, the most expensive mustache. Most expensive, definitely. Um, Henry Cavill's amazing. Everyone coming back. Ving Grames, Simon Pegg, um, Rebecca Ferguson, Alec Baldwin. They all just kill it in this movie. Uh, I absolutely love it. And it's the first... Mission Impossible movie that's actually a direct sequel because this is directly tied to the fifth movie. So if you haven't seen any of them, see the fifth one before you go see the sixth one. You don't really have to see any of the other ones, I would say, because up until now it was a franchise. It was each movie was segregated, so you didn't have to see all of them. Now I would say you have to see the fifth one to watch the sixth one. But it was, it was amazing. I can't wait to go back and see it in theaters again. I'm definitely going to see it again. Um, it's just so good. It, it's gorgeous. The action choreography is spot on. It's just, it's a hell of a lot of fun. I have only seen the first and part of the second Mission Impossible. So I, I highly suggest if you didn't like the first and second, you can probably skip the third one. I enjoyed the first one. Okay, so the first one's campy and doesn't age well. Like, watching it nowadays, I'm just like, eh. I watched it, like, right after it came out. So, so it's been 20 years. If you watch it again, you'll still probably enjoy it, but not as much. Mission Impossible 3 is, I really like. It's really good. It's it the has Abrams a, one? It's the Abrams one. It has an, a phenomenal MacGuffin. It has a phenomenal villain in Philip Seymour Hoffman. And it brings back Ving Rhames, who wasn't in the second one. And that's your problem. And Tom Cruise is just amazing. Um, the fourth one is when they started making like real, absolutely amazing action movies. Four, five, and six, I would say, are some of the best action movies that have been made in the last decade. Um, I think six might be the best in terms of action, but the fourth is my favorite of the, the movies. But yeah, everyone should go see that movie. I. If you like action movies, see it. It's just so good. All I remember from the first one is gum. Yeah. Um, Red light, green light. Sure. Judd, have you seen any of the Mission Impossible movies? I've seen the first and the second ones. Um, I, really, I remember watching when, when Mission Impossible came out in theaters because I'm old. And uh, I enjoyed it. Although, honestly, Mission Impossible was one of those like IPs that I didn't have any attachment to mm-hmm. because I never watched the TV show. 
Um, so it wasn't like I was like, oh, they're making a Mission Impossible TV, you know, movie. I loved that show when I was blah blah. You know, so it's just like this was just action film for me. And I remember portions of it, like specifically, I remember that I didn't understand. There's this big scene, like in the like, like just before the beginning of the third act, um, where Tom Cruise figures out who the real bad guy is because of a Bible. And I'm like, I remember watching that going, I am not following this at all. I do not understand what they're, what they're talking about. This doesn't make any sense to me, and I have no idea why all of a sudden now Tom Cruise knows that the guy who is his friend was his friend and slash, you know, the guy who was the guy, actually the connection to the TV show, mm-hmm. why he's suddenly the bad guy. I mean, I can see he's being the bad guy because he's being the bad guy, but... I didn't understand. I didn't get it, and honestly, at this point, I still don't. But, but anyway, eh. um, and the second one I watched, and it was again, I didn't feel, feel it was particularly remarkable. Second which is why I haven't turned. watched, which is why I haven't watched any of the other Mission Impossible films. Not because I have a particular like, oh, it's not like Alien Covenant where I am actively angry at this movie. The movie's so good. <laughs> it's more of a, eh. I, eh. I think you are missing out on a piece of cinema history at this point. What history? I think Mission Impossible's 4, 5, and 6, just because because of how insane Tom Cruise is. Because he does all almost all of his own stunts. So that's really what started to make the Mission Impossible movies amazing. Like, some of the things that they put on film, you're well, kind of like with Mad Max Fury Road. I'm, I'm watching it going, like, how did you actually get, how did you shoot this? I've never seen the movies, but I think I know this set pieces you're talking about. Like, I know, I think in four is when he climbs the building, yep. and five is the hanging outside of the plane. Uh, like, that's one of the ones in five. Oh, okay. Five that's, had three wow. big set pieces. I think the, the plane is the one everyone knows about because it's in the trailer. Yeah, that's well, probably Well, it's in the trailer, and it's the first scene in the movie. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. It's the first scene in the movie. <laughs> uh, spoilers. I didn't they, want to know that. They... Like, Tom Cruise, he he's one of the producers on the movies. So, yeah, so that's why he can get away with all this crap. Well, that's why he... In a good way. It, he genuinely is very passionate about this series, and he's been a producer on all of the movies. And one of the things that he pushed for as a producer was to um, almost make it an anthology series and have different directors and let them do their own thing for each movie. Hmm. Just be like, hey... You have an idea for a Mission Impossible movie? Direct one. So that's why the first four movies were directed by different directors. It was Brian De Palma, John Woo, J.J. Abrams, and Brad Bird. And then the fifth one was uh, Christopher McQuarrie. And Christopher McQuarrie had an idea to span two movies. So they were like, go for it. Make two movies. So he did. Um, That's cool. I don't know if he's going to make Mission Impossible 7, but if it's going to be as good as Mission Impossible 6, I'm totally on board. Nice. That's exciting. Uh, I really, I like, if just to see them for the action set pieces. I can just watch that on YouTube, man. Well, you you can, but it just I know. feels, it's a, such a weird feeling that you don't get to see, or you don't get to feel often, because, like, all these big blockbuster movies tend to have so much CGI that you almost get pulled out of the, the, um, What's the the weight and the consequences of, of a certain or like the, the fear of a certain thing? Like mm-hmm. there's a scene 
in Mission Impossible where they do a halo jump, which is called it's short for high altitude, low opening. Yeah. So um, it's like in Godzilla. It's like in Godzilla. They do a halo jump in Godzilla. They do a halo jump in um, Kingsman, uh, the first Kingsman. Kingsman. Um, Mission Impossible was, or uh, Tom Cruise was the first civilian to do a halo jump. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, he had to talk Henry Cavill about uh, out of doing it because he they he didn't feel like they could film the scene that they needed to film with both of them trying to act. So the other guy ended up being a stunt double for Henry Cavill. But knowing that it was actually Tom Cruise doing it and seeing they get to shoot it in such a unique way because you get to see his face as he's jumping out of a plane and you know it's real because it looks so real. Like maybe eventually we'll get to a point where CGI is good enough to make something look that real and like you don't have to question what's going on and be like, oh, well, that doesn't look real. Um, So getting to see it, it adds a certain level to the movie. Like it just makes me so giddy to watch it on the screen and just be like, holy shit, that man's insane. Nice. That's exciting. I love it. I'll have to I, check I, them out at some point because they, they seem like fun. You seem passionate the, about it. There are only two movie series that I'm this stupidly passionate about, and it's Scream and Mission Impossible. Those are my two. Those are the two movie series that I'll die on a hill for. Because they're both garbage. Because no, they're kidding. both just absolutely amazing for the genres that they're in. They just do something for me that I, I don't know. What are you throwing out the deuces for, Joe? So, so I have two comments. Okay. And they're both things off of, of stuff Alex talked about. One is the, the kind of throwaway, because you mentioned Mad Max uh, Fury, Fury Road. Road. And one of my favorite things, one of my the favorite um, um, like trivia points is, so at one point, before they started filming, they were trying to, like, basically they, were, they had to move all this equipment, mm-hmm. like bikes and trucks and shit basically from like where all the actors were to where they were going to film in the desert. And this is like a 2000 mile drive. Yep. And so the guy who plays the lead bad guy. Yep. I can't remember his name. And Morton Joe. Morton Joe basically tells the director, Hey, give me all the guys who are going to be, who are going to be playing the, the glory boys, mm-hmm. right? My war boys. Yep. And we will just go as a, as a, as a, as a, as a caravan. And bring all this stuff there. And over 2,000 miles, they bonded as a group. That's awesome. Which is why there's this like, immediate chemistry with all of these characters. Yep. Because the actors basically spent 2,000, basically uh, on a 2,000-mile two, road trip yep. <laughs> before they started filming. Um, which is just fun. Um, before you move on to your second point, Tiffany? Uh, I'm going to go. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, my allergies are attacking my face and my head. And I feel like shit. And I'm dying. Do I would you want to talk this. about your video? Before? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. I'm going to go take a shower and go to bed. Because okay. apparently, my allergies are not very good right now. Yeah, you look like you're dying. I all, so. like, it, it like just happened instantly. Like, my face is like. Yeah. So You were having so much fun. I know. I was having drunk. so much fun and drinking rum. And now I feel like I'm going to die. So I'm going to take a shower and go to bed. Okay. okay. Well, so goodbye. Bye. It was nice to say. Nice to see you. I feel Thank really you for bad. I'm Thanks for joining bye. us. I think it's because the, the lightning stopped. I'm going to take my pile of tissues and go. We'll okay. miss you five ever. Okay. Best friend goals. I don't bye. get it. Four ever. Five ever? Three, two, one. Go. Bye. 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 Feel better.
And your second point. Now the loser is gone. No, just kidding. Wow. So the, the second comment I was going to use to jump off was you mentioned Brad Bird did. Brad Bird did Mission the, Impossible Ghost Protocol. Four. Team. Some people call it GoPro. Some people call it Go to Call. Both of those are dumb. I like Go to Call. Both of those are dumb. So, <laughs> I watched a movie recently that Brad Bird made. Tomorrowlands. No, he's gonna talk about Incredibles too. Incredibles too. Oh, okay. And and <laughs> you sounded so thrilled. <laughs> so so have you have you cooled on it, Alex? No, I like it. Okay. And he so, hates it. So I don't hate it. Okay. Okay. Making making this clear. I don't hate Incredibles too. I thought Incredibles 2 was fine, but it's only fine. Hmm. It is not anywhere close to being as good as the first one. And weirdly enough, like for the first, like literally for the first 15 minutes of the film, I was looking at the characters' faces and I'm like, why does this look so bad? Because like the characters' faces, so like there was wrinkles and I'm like, did you guys go nuts on making these people, like these cartoon characters, like look more realistic? And so therefore I'm having that uncanny valley thing hmm. weird going on. I don't know what the hell was going on, but I, Eventually, that faded away. I, was, I don't know what, what was going on necessarily, but so. But did you watch the first movie before you watched the second movie? No, I did not. Because uh, that might have been a part of it. Because maybe like, your uh, screen animation. was really wrinkly. Could be. Um, but to, so again, Incredibles two is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it's okay. I the, the the main criticism I came away from it with was I liked this movie when I first saw it, which was the first time I saw it. Which was Incredibles because the plot is almost the exact same in terms of the where like the who the bad guy is, how the things are happening, the beats in terms of like oh, and there's a betrayal because it turns out that the 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 the, the, good, the bad guy is actually the person you think is friendly to you, mm. yada yada yada. And the other thing I kind of walked, it was neat to see the new heroes. Mm-hmm. I will say that new heroes, um, and it was fun, really kind of drilling down apparently where the time period for this movie is supposed to be happening, which is apparently sometime in the '60s. It's like a, it's a retro it's a retro future sixties where we have maglevs in the sixties, but we still have, you know, other like we still have CRTs, you know. Um, so that was fun for me. Mainly, I got that from because the fact that they're flipping through the television. You know, there's like Johnny Quest and um, it was like Johnny Quest, uh, Twilight Zone, or no Outer Limits. It was like Johnny Quest, Outer Limits, or like they're flipping through those, and that was kind of neat. Um, but the big thing I kind of walked away from this really thinking was about it which is a weird revelation to me which is all of the heroes in the incredibles franchise have superpowers all of the villains we have seen on screen which at this point is um screen slaver syndrome and the underminer, the underminer. <laughs> oh and la bamba the guy the guy from the the, the very beginning bamba, the opening la, 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 bamba. um I don't know if that's his actual name, but I know he's like his, you know, Pom, bomb pom, voyage, bomb voyage, bomb voyage, pom de terre, but it's bomb voyage. Anyway, bomb voyage. They're all tech guys, so technology bad, innate powers, good is, mm. is the is the is the message for the Incredibles, which I'm not sure how I felt about because I'm like. I, I'm sure that's not really the what like the, I can't, I'm not going to oh, sit so here and say it's the message that's like the message Brad Bird saying pushing. like. I don't you think have to be innately good and you can't use any sort of like prosthetics or any sort of like advantage. I don't think the message is technology bad necessarily as much as technology is to be feared, which I agree with. 
I agree that technology can be bad in the wrong hands. Yeah, but technology is enabling this podcast. Right. I, I don't think all technology is no, bad. I'm, I'm not saying technology is bad. I'm saying technology in the wrong hands is bad. And I think that's yeah, more but, what the hence but, this but podcast. Hand, wouldn't it be more interesting to see like an actual bad superhero? Like a, like a, right. a, a super villain. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just disagreeing with what you said right before that. Well, that's true. So, <laughs> by the way, I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's necessarily the, the message that Brad Bird is pushing in these right. films. I'm just saying it's weird at this point. We've now had two films and we haven't seen any actual super villains that aren't tech villains. Right. You know, that we're seeing just, um, we're just seeing su- good superheroes. We're not, and actually, you don't even see any tech heroes. Hmm. All of the heroes have some kind of innate power. Yep. Or at least it's implied. Now, there could be some of the other ones like that we saw that maybe, maybe were listed that actually were a tech hero. The closest we have to a tech hero is um, Edna. Edna Mode. Um, Brad Bird. Gazer Beam. But it, unless he's like Cy- Cyclops, yeah, or still in innate power. Yeah, we just um, don't know if it's a tech. Right. I'm going to say he's so, tech. Um, yeah, sure. So it was fine. I wasn't I wasn't blown away with it like I like I was with Incredibles, where like I literally it stayed with me for fourteen years. Right. Um, I also I don't know if it, in, in the, the theaters you guys were in, but like there was a like literally like it. three minute. We know it's been fourteen years. We're sorry by the like the like by the the people who voiced in Mister Incredible, yep. <laughs> Elastic Girl, and Frozone. Yep. <laughs> and you're like. You're watching these people, the actors just basically, like, yeah, no, we understand it's been 14 years, but you know how long, how hard it is to make one of these movies? This is a really great movie. We enjoy making it. And it'll be fun. We promise you. And I was like, you're trying too hard. Stop it. And full disclosure, I will admit, uh, when I heard about they were coming out with Incredibles 2, and I was like, my one thing was, please, please, please do not just pick up from where the last one started. I really wanted there to be a giant time skip where we get to see Dash and Violet now as adult heroes and Jack-Jack as, you know, like maybe he's like about the age that Dash is Mm -hmm. when we we pick up. And so we could have the the heroes have come back and and there's now a new golden age of heroes and we get to see Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl have to pass the torch. Mm -hmm. Like officially, like we have to stop being heroes now because we can't do it anymore. Because we're now too old to do this. Because that's the kind of that's the movie I was looking for. Because I thought that would be interesting. Because honestly, Mr. Mom crossed with, you know, uh, a superhero movie wasn't really the thing I was looking for. Mm. This is not to say that honestly, having Elastigirl have some serious screen time wasn't great. Because it was. Because we should have more of that kind of thing. Um, but. I was looking for a different story, and so I was kind of I came into these these movies kind of at a negative slant to start. Mm-hmm. So I still haven't seen it. I probably won't see it until it comes out on. It's okay at it's, some point it's in good. my life. It's good. I believe you. Very cool. I don't think I've seen anything recently. When have we had time to see anything? That's a good point. Um, have you been playing any games? Yeah, I finished Kingdom Hearts. Um, it was a lot of fun. I yeah. really, really enjoyed it. Um, I will be starting the other one soon, like because there's a whole string of chain them. of memories. Chain of memories. I'm going to start soon. I've been doing the. Um, we'll talk about it on our on another podcast, on another, another episode. episode. But I've been doing the uh, No Man's Sky update. I, it has been a lot of fun. Yes. Long story short, it's. I uh, want to talk about that with you in depth. Yes. It, it's it's No Man's Sky. 
but it's fun. So I, I like it. Well, like the, the best description of it I heard, I was listening to a podcast and they were like, if you didn't like No Man's Sky, then you're not going to like No Man's Sky. Right. Like I enjoyed the original game enough right. that I am loving this new update. I just built my, I, I found a, Spoiler, Alex. I found a, a hospitable planet that I love. Me too. Nice. So we'll have to like link the the planets. Well, mine, mine was in someone else's game. I was in um, my friend Justin's game, and we oh, found cool. a perfect planet to make a, a base on, and we started. And sweet, I'll come and join if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah you're more we than welcome. Uh, that's just a little sneak peek. I think we should do an episode just you and me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, um, so I've been doing that. Um, what else? That's really it. Just the planning for the future type stuff. What about you, Judd? Have you been playing any games? You play a lot of games. Yeah. He was so, playing The Witcher 3 today. Yeah, it was. Were actually. you really? Yes. Yeah, I stalk him on Discord. Yeah, how did you know that? Oh, did it show, say on Discord? It shows, yeah, it shows, 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 what shows you play. on my Discord. Uh, for a minute there, I was like, wait, you're not on my Steam friend list. <laughs> um, but I was logged into Discord. I love um, you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I picked up, I picked up, um, I picked up, I started playing, replaying Witcher 3 because um, I started, I played it a, while, a long while ago. Um, and put like 45 hours into it and then just stopped. And I don't know why I stopped. It wasn't like I hit something that I was like, well, this is bullshit. I don't like it. Or I'm not having fun with this game. I think I literally got distracted by some other thing that came out, came out of my plate. And if I went back and looked at game releases about the time I stopped, I could probably figure it out. Cause I, cause of my last save file, I could actually un uninstall the game. So when I reinstalled it, Apparently the save files were still there because when I like you know went to this, you want to continue I'm like no I'm gonna do game but at one point I looked at my loaded the the save files the last time I played the, made a save file was July 2015 that game is old <laughs> shit I don't think I realized it was that old um, wow and I was like I don't even know what the fuck I was doing but I decided I kind of wanted to retry playing again because I remember the big thing I had my my big takeaway from playing um, it the first time was there are certain games that even though you can play them like on a on a you know on a key uh, on a PC with a keyboard and mouse they're clearly designed for a controller like the the way that the abilities are like mapped out default when they try to flip them over to like having keyboard and mouse it's just awkward as hell unless you do a lot of like customizing stuff um, and I always found the combat in Witcher 3 to be super clunky on keyboard and mouse, and I could never quite get the combinations of things. So it meant that when I was in really, really tough fights, it just was kind of a bear, and I had to kind of just um, kind of power my way through it and just you know, not do, you know, play it well. I was just like, I can get through this if I just have enough potions, and, <laughs> and I just like run around in circles. Um, and so now that I have a controller for my PC, um, I was like, I should give this another whack. And so I started playing that up again. I don't know if I'll be able to, I don't know what's going to happen with Analog. I'll be able to keep with it. But then again, I have kind of an insane game like rotation at this point. Yeah. What's your, um, cause you have like 14 games that you play at once, right? That's true. Can you, can you go down the list? Okay. So in my maintenance games, which are defined as games that I play at least once a day, because there's like a daily quest, um, are, um, Marvel puzzle quest, Heroes of the Storm, and Hearthstone. Um, so that right there is like at least an hour of your day. Well, fortunately I can double up because I can usually play Heroes of the Storm. Not Heroes of the Storm. I can usually play Hearthstone 
and Marvel Puzzle Quest, which is on my tablet oh, at the same okay. time, because I'm waiting for my opponent to do their stuff with their cards. Um, so there's that. Then um, for other games that I play, um, I'm currently playing The Witcher 3. Strictly speaking, on the kind of in the rotation um, is Frostpunk, uh, Pillars of Eternity, Pillars of Eternity, and then I have a bunch of like things that I play just for fun, like Slay the Spire, which are sort of things I pick up. Like FTL. Are you not playing those other games for fun? No, no, I've been or like the, so, like Frostpunk and uh, Witcher Three and Pillars of Eternity are games that really I can only get into it if I have like a. 45 minute, at least a 45 minute block. A big chunk to like. Where it's like, I can sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to play this and I'm going to play this for like the next three hours. Yeah. You know, um, and because a lot of time I play is at, at, obviously after work, um, a lot of that time ends up, uh, I end up playing, um, I, don't, I don't say end up playing, I play with my brother who lives in Texas. And so we like get online and we chat and we play a lot of Heroes of the Storm. Um, but because of that, I'm not playing something that. So because of like, like that, like by the time we get done, it's like 11:30, and even if I want to stay up for another hour and a half, that's not the best time to start like a game where you're gonna have to concentrate. <laughs> so you, True. Usually that ends up being I'm gonna watch something on Netflix, or I'm gonna play some, you know, like Slay the Spire or FTL or one of these little games. Not little games, but one of these games where it's sort of like I don't have to like worry about plot. Because plot is actually one of the things that really drives me for most games. So that not usually means that I have to be kind of like concentrated. So um, there's a bunch of stuff that are technically speaking on the back burners. But uh, yeah, someday I'll get to those. Yeah, it's fun. So Tiffany had to leave, unfortunately. But I would like to fill everybody in on what she's been up to. Um, so, so Tiffany, what have you been up to? Well, Alex, I've been doing... That's a... Weird Tiffany accent. You know, apparently, apparently she's from Texas. If Tiffany's Southern. feeling better, like tomorrow, you could record this segment with her. Oh, we can drop it in. You could just edit it That's in. A damn good just idea. the two of you. Just Let's, the two of you. I now da, go da, da, to da, da, Future da, da. Dwight. You sexy, sexy man. Please take it away. So thank you, Dwight. Okay, I am here with uh, the host of No Refunds. Her name is Tiff Tiffany. Is that you? Yeah, that's me. So what the hell happened last night? Um. So last night, well, we weren't even halfway through. You, yeah, less than. Well, um, you we went for two and a half hours. Oh wow. Okay. So we were like nowhere near halfway through. Um. And my whole like face decided to explode. So you may or may not hear that uh happening in, yeah. in the episode. Yeah. You might hear these. Oh. <laughs> it was it was so weird because it was like I was fine, and. All of a sudden, my my nose, like I had that like little sharp like tickle in my nose. I guess is the good way to describe it. My mm-hmm. eyes got all watery and my nose got stuffed up. And then I was like, I need to leave. Yeah, you look like you were dying. <laughs> I felt like I was dying. But anyways, we yeah. so you like the main reason we we uh, we're, we're doing this now. You and me. Yeah. Uh, it's the next day. Uh, Tiffany feels much better. I do. I'm alive. Um. So what did you want to talk about last night? There was like a cool th- couple cool things that you had done um, or had happened to you that you wanted to talk about. Well, I got stung by a bee. <laughs> you, um, you specifically wanted to talk specifically about specifically wanted to talk about being betrayed by my yard. Um, no, I just if you don't if you haven't been stung by a bee in a while, uh, it fucking hurts. Yeah. 
So I don't remember the last time I was stung. It, mine was probably about 10 years ago, and it fucking hurt. So um, that's the thing that happened. But what else were I going to talk about? You were going to talk about your video. Oh, my video. So what do you want to know? So um, viewer or viewers, listeners. Yes. So so me, so what is so me. um so what is this video that you created and what is it for? Oh, okay. Well, Dwight, um, I feel I really do feel like I'm being interviewed. Yeah. It's funny. Well, I, it's funny because I also know all the answers. Yeah. Because I helped yeah. you. So um, I follow a lot of stuff on Facebook, um, like New Hampshire based stuff. You know, like you do when you live somewhere. Um, and I stumbled upon this video contest um, that someone was running. Um, I'm not even quite sure. I think they're just a nonprofit group based around like New Hampshire life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the contest was create a video. Uh, it's called like the life, life in the 603 or something. Basically a, a video about why you love um, living and being in New Hampshire. Um, do you, do you want me to talk about like why the whole like? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's 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 go into that after we talk about okay. like what what your what so okay. what did you make? So my vision for this this video is I'm also if you know I'm um into running, so I wanted to um do something based on running. So I use that as kind of the framing device to show a lot of places that I like. In New Hampshire. So we, um, I wrote a little script and, um, like with a little voiceover intro and then leading into just me running past, um, certain New Hampshire things. Like I think one of the cool ones we did was like Canopy Lake Park. That one was fun. <laughs> that because, was really so, fun. so we'll talk about Canopy. Yeah. 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 But just things like that, that, that are New Hampshire things that like. Yeah. We did. We went to like Anna Benson's Animal yeah, Farm. So just, yeah. Um, we did. Where else did we go? We went to Searle's Castle. Yep. Yep. So we did some things like that. Things. that... So, so Canopy, um, <laughs> is funny because so what we were doing basically for the setting up of this is we had a tripod in the back of the car yep. and Tiffany would hold the camera and we would yep. just kind of like run out. I would quickly set up the tripod, set the, set the camera on it. And then Tiffany would go, I would frame the shot while she was getting into place. And then she would run in front of these, um, locations first to the left, then to the right. Very Wes Anderson. I think. And originally my idea was that. So yeah, very straight static shots. Yep. Canopy, um, we kind of figured we would knew we would have to have to do it a little bit gorilla style. So oh, we yeah. just kind of ran up, set the tripod up, and like Tiffany ran across once, and then the battery died. Yeah. So we were like, oh shit. Okay, let's go back to the car. We went back to the car, we swapped batteries, and by the time we had come back to the front of Canopy, it was like 30 seconds. Yeah, it was not that long. There was a security guard and a manager standing like right in front of it. And it was one of those like Oh, we're gonna go. did we do something? Yeah. So we just heel turned and left. It's amazing to me. Like when I go out in public and I see someone with a camera, I'm like, oh, cool. What kind of camera do you have? What are you shooting? Like, this is really neat. Other people's reaction, like the 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 general public, I feel general like. public <laughs> reaction mm-hmm. to a camera is like, what are you doing? Oh my god, I want to be in front of it. I want to rape in front of it. Like, it's a very weird. And I don't know if that's just how I am or just how, you know, it is being like in that field. But like I see a camera and I'm like, oh, let me let me let them do their thing as opposed to being like, what are you doing? I have to be nervous. You have to look. It, it drives me crazy. So like we experienced a lot of that um, where people were just like, what? what is this? 
So anyway, um, so that was my idea, kind of like a cute thing with a voiceover um, with things are running. So then I find out, um, just because like the rules on the website weren't really that clear. Um, so I, and, and you have to fill out like this form, like online, like when you submit, like, where do you work and all this stuff. So I sent a quick email and I was like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing, but I don't work in New Hampshire. Um, and they're like, Oh no, you can't enter. You have to, the whole thing is about, you know, living and working in New Hampshire and you can't do it. You know, we want people who like choose to, to work in New Hampshire and live in New Hampshire. And I'm like, it's like, (laughs) it's shocking to me because like typically this type of stuff is all about like inclusivity and be like, Hey, let's make a video celebrating this state where you either live or you enjoy spending time. And the fact that they're like actively gatekeeping like yeah. who can who can enter yeah. their their is like come on don't you want more people to enter so you can get more exposure because let's talk about i mean i don't want to like trash on people who do enter stuff like this but the the videos of the some of the finalists and the people that won in the past couple years were just so very very generic and there's nothing wrong with that because not everybody does video stuff like i get that but it's just like why why wouldn't you want as much diversity and as much you know as many people who could enter as possible I, i'm gonna say the word as much talent entering it and yeah. i'm not trying to say like you're no, exponentially no, no, more no, talented like a bigger, people, a bigger like, pool of people yeah I, and i like what you said like it shouldn't be just like i understand like that's you know a, a chamber of commerce or something you know an organization like that like they're their interest is in their state or their locale and they want, you know, to promote that. But it's like, I'm sorry, I don't choose to work in Massachusetts. Like, it's not like I'm, I'm sorry, that's where I happen to work. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Of the other, like, finalists that I had watched, none of them were like, and I work in, I work here and it's great, blah, blah, blah. Like, none of them brought up, like, their working area. It was all about, like, these are the activities that I like to do here and, and blah, 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 blah. It, yeah. was not, it was, yeah, right. It was all rec stuff. It wasn't like about working. So I don't understand why so that's where they drew the line with it. It just seemed like a weird, it seemed like yeah. a weird thing. And also I went back on the website and there was nothing on there that said, hey, these, you know, it was like a description of the thing. And then it wasn't like explicit, like, all right, to enter this, you have to have this, you know, meet these criteria. So I was like, fuck you. I'm entering. So you were unable to enter though, right? Because <laughs> so like clearly you couldn't have done it. Why'd you even make the video? Um, so Dwight, you work in New Hampshire. Oh, I do. Uh, so, so what I did was since, I mean, Dwight, you kind of were part of it anyway. You were doing most of my cinematography to be I, fancy. I shot everything. I helped Other, you rework some of the script. Well, I, like I, I read over your script mm-hmm. and I help you refine some ideas. Like I gave you some ideas mm-hmm. for places to run by and stuff. Yep, yep. And then other than like some of the B-roll stuff, like you did you did all the shooting. So um, what I did was I edited this video and incorporated Dwight into my script. So basically the, the, it's now Dwight being like, Hey, my wife and I live in New Hampshire and we do stuff. And sometimes she goes running. What's she doing? What's she thinking about? And it passes off to me. And then, you know, we're both in it. So, yeah, I entered my video, my vision, my script um, under Dwight's name. So thank you very much for potentially winning me an award. (laughs) I'm looking forward to it. So when when Dwight wins. um, You're very confident in that. (laughs) When Dwight wins, um, it's going to be really, really a bummer for me because it's like a whole award ceremony and stuff. It's like a whole thing. I just won't be able to go that <laughs> night. So you'll have to accept it for me. Um, yeah. So it's going to be really interesting. Like if something comes of this, 
So. <laughs> well, yeah, because um, it's it's an official competition, like yeah, you just yeah, said, like, like with like actual a, prizes like a, and, and things like that. And, and um, I don't know what the prizes are. Like, I think the prizes, they're like, oh, a prize pack to like enjoy stuff in New Hampshire. So it like might just be coupons to like canopy like parks. It better be fun spot tokens. <laughs> um, so, so we don't know. When When is the... Uh, when when do they uh, decide it? I think they pick or they they will start judging in August, mid August, and then they'll announce people. I think at the beginning of September. I think was oh, cool. the timeline. Um, so we'll know within like a month. Yeah, we'll know. But it was just cool to do something. Like I feel like I've kind of been like in a creative rut. So like doing the podcast has been really nice too. But like my my background is video, um, so I've just kind of felt in a super mega rut creatively because i'm just like editing stuff at work that's just so like oh there's the chamber of commerce dinner i'm like yep here i am editing titles and just cutting out stuff it's just like it gets really really tedious or like i do a lot of teaching so i'm like just spending my time going over and over like don't put the tripod plate on that way it's wrong it's not gonna come off oh my god you gotta take the lens cap out or the lens cap off you gotta you know it's like i feel like i just spend my a lot of time doing that and I don't get to be creative mm-hmm. so it was really cool to um and I suck at writing scripts I'm not really the script idea person so it was really cool to see something that I was like I have this idea I'm gonna write this cheesy voiceover this is what I have planned I edited edited it put the music to it and it was really cool to to create something in just a short period of time um when Will we be able to like share the video at some point, or is that something that we'll be I able think to do? I'm just gonna share it, like right now. Like I'm saying, like yeah. do you want to wait till after the competition? Do you want to wait till, um, or do you want to just do it now? I'm honestly, I think I'm just gonna post it on. Maybe I'll just post it on YouTube. You know, or we could post it just, on YouTube and make it a private link, and then yeah, we could put the link in the description of the of the yeah, video yeah. Of, the, of the um. Because I really want to post it for my running group, because like I think they'll get a kick out of it. So I want to yeah. share it with people. And just... that sounds awesome. So look for that. We will. Yeah. Um, if you if you are interested in hearing, uh, if you're interested in hearing my voice and seeing <laughs> Tiffany run, uh, you should yeah. check it out. It's really really. I like it. it I was, was really fun. proud of it. You know, it. and like obviously, like you take a step back and look at it, and you're like, oh, the lighting is terrible, and this and that. Yeah, some of but, them like, are very overexposed. Some of them were over under, whatever, yep. you know, some of the stuff's grainy, but like, I think ultimately it was just about doing something. Cause we would do this after work. We did, there was one, the stuff we did that one day where we had like, we did like five different shots. That stuff came out really great. Cause we had time to think about it, but like, we were just trying to get it done. And it's like, you come home from work and I'm like, Oh, I need to do this. Um, so some of it's not like, you know, if we had time to, to, to set up lights and to kind of arrange things and like really, really, you know, spend a lot of time on it, it would have been even better. But I like the concept. I like what it's trying to say. So, yeah. Very cool. I'm super, yeah. I'm super proud of it. And I'm super proud of you for doing it. Thanks. So good job. Cool. Nice. This is part of like, part of the reason why I want to start doing the streaming yeah. thing. Cause I've been yeah. wanting to do more creative, creative thing and that's, that's some of it. So, well, I mean, not this podcast is not creative at all. And anyone who is on it is bankrupt of ideas. Um, and then kind of, can I, can I say all my things? Whatever you say want to say. So just kind of piggybacking on the creative stuff. Um, I also did a photo shoot this week. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, speaking of the running group and all the stuff and the weird connections and New Hampshire stuff and, um, so I have a friend who I've been doing some freelance, um, she's a photographer and I've been doing some freelance just video editing for her. Cause that's, it's so funny. Cause like when you talk to people in the same video or photography, like we, there's this understanding that 
uh, like photography and video are very similar and it's like a lot of the same principles but mm -hmm. like you'll find like this this woman is like a great photographer excellent but she's like I have no idea what to do when it comes to video and I, I feel that same way about photography um so I've been just doing just a couple little side projects for her um so it came up um she's she's offered in the past like to um to do headshots because she does does photography like specifically headshots and things like that and, and personal branding and um so I finally took her up on it I was like you know what maybe I will take you up on this and, and do do a photo shoot in exchange for editing stuff you know it's like kind of cool that you can use that as a bartering system like oh I'll edit you know, five hours of content for you if you... Yeah. If you take 30 pictures of me. <laughs> yeah, so it was cool. So we did a photo shoot um, in Manchester, and it was so much fun. Like, I haven't done... Like, obviously, we did our wedding photos and our engagement stuff, but it was fun to do a photo shoot to do it, like like a personal... Mm -hmm photo shoot so like now i have updated things on social media and like linkedin and stuff which is really cool i'm gonna have to update your picture on the um on the website oh with one. yes please um but it's just a cool it was just cool because you know she's she sends me the my link to my pictures and i'm just like it's just so cool when someone's able to you feel like someone's able to capture you in a picture because mm -hmm. there were so many of them like i wore a dress and i was like oh you're not gonna see my dress it's headshots but i have like my orange tom's sneakers on so I have this like cute dress on. I'm kind of literally a dress I wore to my sister's bridal shower. Um, and then I have my orange shoes. And it's just like it was just so fun and colorful. And I, I was laughing in a lot of them because I feel like that's like my natural state. So it was just neat to see that in a picture and things that I can use to promote myself. So, you know, as I do the podcast stuff and doing more freelance stuff and, you know, furthering my career and whatever, it's cool to have really, really professional photos that you can use on a resume, on a LinkedIn, on a social media profile, on a, you know, a podcast website. So people can get a really good sense of who you are and not just like a selfie. Yeah. You look great. It was it's, fun. It's it awesome. So... The pictures came, turned out <laughs> unbelievably. It's like, I'm looking at those. I'm like, holy shit. Is that my <laughs> wife? Like what? Like in some of the, so good. some of the comments, like on Instagram, like I'm, I'm friends with them. Um, someone I run with and she's just like, this is like a picture that looks like somebody I'd want to hang out with. Like spoilers, I already do. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like, didn't they say like it captured your essence? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So someone else, captured someone soul. else I didn't know called me a bright sparkle. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then they get to know you and it's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. And they're like, wow, she's a bitch. It's <laughs> not, they're not wrong. I mean, so but I you're did, sparkling while you're being a bitch. Yeah. So there's a lot of, a lot of cool, creative, fun energy that's come out i don't want to you know dwight always rolls his eyes when Here i start talking about Here the universe oh, and dude, you know whatever i got my crystals out stop it I'm, I'm divining the <laughs> the mercury's in retrograde stop everybody. It. but i like all that stuff i like um we're gonna have carissa on at some point you yeah guys can oh my god we can just crap. talk about but like i you know i feel like i've been in such a rut just creatively, emotionally, even physically, segue. Emotionally? Uh, I'm yeah. not providing for you emotionally? No, it's not. It's an internal thing. It's a very personal, like, you feel like you're stuck. You feel, you know, because, you know, I'm, like, you know, updating resume stuff and, you know, whatever. You're, you're just always, I feel like I'm stuck in this personal, weird space. Mm -hmm. So there's been just a lot of cool opportunities to 
kind of get out of that rut and I feel like I'm starting to pull myself out of that and, and doing more creative stuff and just surrounding myself with other people who are also creative and have that same energy. So mm-hmm. I'm getting on their, on their wavelength. Awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. And my favorite trainer came back to the gym. Yes. So. You would like to talk about that? <laughs> well, or? that was just like my person, you know, talking about physically, but, um, it just like, seems like this whole weekend, like there was just so much, so much stuff going on. Cause it was like the photo shoot, the video contest, the like, Getting sung by a bee. <laughs> um, but yeah, my favorite trainer's back at the gym. He went away for two years. Um, and now he is back. Because he's a young buck trying to make it in New York City. And then he came back, and I'm so excited. So it's just like a cool, another cool thing to add to my list, like growing. Because um, two years ago when... I think he was there for about a year, year and a half before he left. And I was like just in getting in really great shape, and like we really hit it off, and it was just like a cool... like cool connection and like it's just you find that one person that you like click with and you're like Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to going to working out because i know like what to expect and and not that i love everybody i love every person that that trains right now where i go to the gym i love everyone but Mm -hmm. this is just a different it's a different whole different thing like it just it's a you know like you said when you connect with people so it's just cool to have you know all these creative people i got my trainer back and it's just like all of these things have kind of come together in the last week or week and a half. And everything's just, coming up Tiffany. <laughs> everything's coming up Tiffany. And it feels really good. So, except last night when I, you know, died on the podcast. Well, that's just all your <laughs> karma has to kind of balance itself out. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what it came It was down. good too because I drank those two shots of rum. Yes. And I fell right asleep. So. Everybody can go back and hear you take yeah, those shots of rum. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So that's I think, exciting. I think that was all that I... Wanted to talk about it. Well, well, this little like five minute insert has turned into a 20 minute insert. Sorry. So this is going to be a super long episode. Okay. Cool. Well, that, thanks for checking in with us. Yeah, it was, you're welcome. It was good to hear you. Thanks so, for letting me check in because I did have stuff I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I know, about and I wanted to make sure that you got your thank time you. in. And people like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, so. I know. Also, thanks, Bonnie. Yeah. I'm really looking that forward to like, Girls Night Out. That was like one of the coolest. Sorry, I'm going to add more time to this. But that was one of the coolest things. Um, Cause like Bonnie, I'm gonna talk to you, Bonnie. Bonnie, I'm talking to you directly. Um, obviously, you know, because she's been on the podcast and been in the room, and it's mm-hmm. like she has home so many opportunities to jump in and and dive in, and and it was cool to, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm not drinking, um, it's just cool to think that other people might listen to this and be like, oh yeah, she's on a podcast, she's cool, she can like hold her own. So yeah, you don't have to know about stuff and things. To share your opinions. You do not have to know about things and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. So it's it's just cool. cool. I just had time to reflect on that, and I thought that was really neat. So cool. Great. do an episode. Okay. So uh, that wraps this part up. So uh, back to you, Dwight. Thanks, Dwight, you sexy beast. I I think that would be better. I'd I'd rather – I think people would rather hear her talk about it and – No, people like hearing me talk, and I don't give a shit And that gives me a reason to listen to the episode. I think I'll save my talk about Octopath for whenever we talk about No Man's Sky. Um, you know, the funny thing is, you, you, got, you were mentioning that Octopath on the Discord, right? You're like, yep. like, what do you want to talk about? I think I want to talk. You want to talk about Octopath? And I was like, what the fuck is this game? So I went and looked at it. I looked at like Octopath and looked it up. And literally the first video on it, like the very first little video in the search, yep. was someone who was just talking shit about was it. it donkey? Was it Donkey? Was it Video Game Donkey? Maybe. Um, All I know is it started with talking about like, you know, if you're gonna bring some, you know, ancient J, J, you know, RPG, JRPG stuff at me, it better be amazing. Yeah, is it the one then, that, like, then, where he fights the snail? I, 
All I know is that he was talking about like now. he was talking it's about like, watch a Goomba. I'm gonna no, kill a Goomba. The, what, so the the guy who was doing this video, he's like talking about how the way the game works, like you start off with like super generic character dude who like left the army and then goes to portrayed by somebody. Yeah, he has to. And then because it's like he goes your like, excellency, your excellency. Oh, your excellency. That one? No, he wasn't wow. talking about that. He was talking about because he was talking about how like, you basically go through this and you get like just before the, he starts getting interesting. You switch to another character and another character's perspective, and he says it keeps doing this, like for to introduce all the characters that are in the game. And it's like after a while, it's like you just can't like it. it, it the, the 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 storytelling is so disjointed. It's obnoxious. It's a pain in the ass. And I was like, yeah, this, this, okay, I, I don't. I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna stop watching your video because you. I don't like necessarily watching people who shit on things. So spoiler bye. alert, like. That is literally what every JRPG is. They just don't always go into the backstory as in-depth as this, which is why I like it. Like, like playing a Final Fantasy game, every time you pick up a character, you kind of hear their backstory as to why they are where they are. But I think it's so much better to be invested in their mm -hmm. story when you see how they intersect. It, it's well, like the JRPG version of, like, watching all of the movies that lead up to the Avengers. Right, exactly. That's 100% what it is. And That's an I'm, awesome description. I'm so much more invested in each character. That's why I'm loving it. Spoiler alert. But I want to talk way more about it next I time. I can't find it. I, like, I, I don't want to download it. I want to buy it physical just because yep. I'm, I'm a butthole like yeah, that. Yep. Because you're, you, have, you have a thing. Square yeah. Enix did not release they enough didn't. copies. They were not expecting the volume of people to buy it that did. They've already they, they released it. Yeah. They've already re-released it in Japan and sold out the re-release. So they even underestimated that one. So, yeah. This, movie, this game's doing great. It's We'll talk about it. It's a great game. I got the digital copy because I'm fine with digital. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a butthole and I have to have my... You are a butthole. Stuff. And you just want to taste the Switch cartridge. So. I've never done that. Me either. That's a thing. Have you heard about that, Judd? Apparently, like, they made Switch cartridges because they're just these little, like, tiny little like SD card size things. If you lick them, apparently they taste terrible. Yeah. And it's it, to prevent babies from putting them in their mouths. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the only other thing that we talked about talking about when we had our that's meta our Facebook chat, um, I wanted to talk about some Comic Con trailers. Oh yeah. So I asked you guys to watch. Or this is I gonna told, be a long one, guys. Sorry. I told you guys which trailers I watched. The there's only really two that I'm interested in talking about in depth, which is Godzilla. Uh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. It's gonna be a long one. Godzilla two and Shazam. Electric Boogaloo. I did not um, watch the Shazam one. Okay, let's talk about Shazam first because I think that'll be shorter. Yeah. The Shazam trailer looks hilarious. I've seen pieces. Of like it. they really leaned into um, Zachary. Zachary Chuck. Levi. Yep. Zachary Levi is amazing because he's His name is Fandral. He's literally playing. A kid as an adult so like it's it's never quite been like that i read shazam growing up a lot so Can i we just get another way shazam's one of the weirdest concepts yep. for a hero period 100 it, it's it's a child who says shazam yep. and turns into an adult man so with, who is superman well the thing is the thing is the weird thing about that is that this is another one of those victims of um the marvel family shazam and those characters <laughs> weren't a part of the DC universe originally. They were their own thing. And then DC bought them and folded them in. Mm -hmm. Much of it is done with um, like Static Shock. 
um, and and things like that, where they folded in these other characters. They, they, they bought those like, like the, the Watchmen IPs stuff. And, yeah, yeah, like when they bought Vertigo. Um, yeah, yeah, what was the Vertigo? Vertigo. Yeah. Vertigo. Um, so that's why it kind of feel like if you like you read like a Shazam comic and then you like read like you know something else, they just feel really weirdly different. And the core concept is like literally a thirteen-year-old boy says a magic word and becomes a superhero. It just feels off, like even from the rest of the DC universe. I mean, um, I don't have huge issues with it. Like, it's fun. It's so. For those of you who don't know who Shazam is, he used to be Captain Marvel, but they had to change the name to Shazam. Um, so Shazam is about this kid who meets this uh, wizard whose name who's named Shazam. Um, and Shazam actually stands for something. It's the, it's like gods, right? So it's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, uh, S H A the, the, no, not the strength of Hercules, the something of Hercules, the strength of Zeus. Atlas, the strength of Atlas, the Z is Zeus. Uh, the other A is Achilles. And the, the M tendons. is Mercury. I, I can tell you speed what... Speed of Mercury. I, I can, it Yeah, it's definitely speed of Mercury. It's definitely wisdom of Solomon. So Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, Mercury. And it always bothered me because Mercury is the only one there that is Roman. <laughs> um, Very fair. But so he has... You're going to read it, aren't you? I'm going to look it up. Yeah, so... He has all these powers, like all these powers combined. So when the kids, uh, the kid is imbued with the power, kind of like Green Lantern, where, oh, I give you my power in this ring. So he's imbued with the power. S is for the wisdom of Solomon. H is for the strength of Hercules. A is for the stamina of Atlas. Z is for the power of Zeus. Mm -hmm. A is for the courage of Achilles. And M is for the speed of Mercury. Um, So he gets these powers from the, like, this wizard thinks he's worthy because he's like a good person, kind of like um, kind of like a Captain America. Yep. Like this little scrawny person proves that they're amazing, and so they decide to imbue them with these powers. So when he says Shazam, he becomes this super jacked guy. And in the comics, they didn't really play up the like I'm still a kid in a in a man's body but that's what the trailer looks like the trailer's super playing it up and well, it's because it's, he's supposed to have the wisdom of Solomon that's the whole the whole thing behind him is that the, the reason why he can when he's when he is Captain Marvel later Shazam, Shazam yeah. um, is when he's the hero he has the wisdom of Solomon so he's not acting like a 13 year old kid right he's not acting like Tom Hanks in big well that's exactly what I was just about to say it basically looks like big which I just saw for the first time and I thought was hilarious because Tom Hanks just plays a child so well. Um, I, I'm super interested from the trailer. The trailer looks like they're taking the DC universe in a slightly different direction. And I like that. The trailer looks really funny. It looks like a DC movie I actually want to go see, which is very rare. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. Like I, I will probably actually go see it. Tiffany, I, I showed the trailer to Tiffany. And she was like, this looks great. Why isn't every DC movie like this? Yep. So well, she's the excited. The interesting thing about it is, is that, so what I mainly know about it is the, from when I'm watching the, the stuff from Nerdist when they were talking about it. And you watched the trailer review, but not the trailer itself? Yes. Okay. Um, and the, 
what they were they're saying is that there is very clearly between this and Aquaman. Um, they are which looks boring. Like Dwight said, Black Panther in reverse. It's it's Black Panther, but if if uh, what's the name of the bad Killmonger. guy? Like Killmonger was was the good guy. Yeah, it looks so bad. It looks eh, so. I, it looks boring. I, I, disagree, I disagree, but then again, I'm I have a much I'm a much easier crowd. Um, the thing is, between Aquaman and and Shazam, that they are going to be continuing the, the 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 course correction that DC is trying to do to pull. Um, the, their franchise away from the dark and gritty and, and kind of breathe some color and some fun into the world. Um, that said, what little I have seen of, of the trailer, because um, they didn't obviously like watch the trailer and then three talk minutes. About it. You didn't actually just watch the three minute no, trailer. No, I didn't. Um, I'm not particularly like, also like, like as a rule, as far as I'm concerned, hot take. I'm only really going to be, I will be super interested in this movie if the bad guy in this movie is Mr. Mind. And only because of the fact that the idea that they would have a tiny telepath, telepathic mind control caterpillar be the bad guy for this, if this movie would just make it, push it to such a ludicrous degree. It would be kind of like the thing where they did where like someone was trying to explain to me that they're going to make a Marvel movie where a talking raccoon and a giant tree are going to be two of the characters and I've, my reaction to that was, that is going to be the stupidest thing ever. They're, this is probably going to be where Marvel makes their first mistake. And I was horribly wrong, because uh, Guardians is one of my favorite Marvel films. So if they put Mr. Mind in here just to push the ludicrous button to like to 11, um, yes, I'm mixing my metaphors. Come at me. Um, I will probably go see it just for that. Seeing as it's probably going to be Black Adam, and it's probably going to be Dwayne Johnson as Black I Adam. Say, they've already announced that it it's Black Adam. It is neither of them. Really? Oh. Yes. They've announced a Black Adam. They're doing a Black Adam, Adam standalone movie uh, with Dwayne is. Johnson. Um, it's Dr. Savannah. I can't remember the doctor's name. It's a mad scientist. Um, Shazam villain. Played by Mark Strong, I believe. Meh. Sorry to burst your bubble. Meh. That was the sound of Judge Bubble being burst. Let's talk about Godzilla now. Okay, so Godzilla. Holy shit. They released a teaser for it right before, like a couple days before. I think it was the day before. Yeah, uh, the, the, day, the day before they released the full trailer. And that was just Millie Bobby Brown talking into a thing and then. And a ham radio. Yeah, being ham like, radio. Can and I then, talk to Monarch, yeah. please? And That's then, my Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Monarch, please. And then shit went down and she started crying and then just cut. Yeah. Um, the full trailer was friggin' awesome. The, the really funny thing is, is that um, when Nerdist was doing their review of it, Jessica Chobot, they did that 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 teaser, mm-hmm. and she came out and she was like, "So, what you guys think of that Stranger Things uh, uh, trailer?" And they were like, they were "Like," and people laughed. And then someone apparently off camera told her, "Well, that was really Bo- Millie Bob Brown," and she was like, "Really? Holy shit! I didn't even notice." <laughs> okay. Okay. Talking about Millie Bobby Brown, she does one thing really well, and that's like. Kind of curl up and scream. Yep. I've noticed. I, I know she's a very good actress other than that, but I hope that she doesn't get pigeonholed into this type of role going I, forward. I hope not. I, I don't think she will, but... I, I would I would kind of disagree that she does one thing really well because having watched both seasons of, of Stranger Things, um, she kind of does have a fairly impressive range. And actually, Stranger let, Things let me, 2, me, season rephrase. 2, did a much better job of that. Let me rephrase. 
it seems like she is being known for one thing, which oh, is okay. that type of curling up and screaming. Like, yes, I know she can do other things, but it seems like that is what they are emphasizing. At least that's they did. She did it like at least twice in this trailer. Yeah. So yeah. But let's really focus on the the things that matter, which is King Ghidorah and Mothra were shown in this trailer. So was Rodan. And Rodan. And Rodan. All, all three, all, all four monsters were shown in this trailer. Uh, they all looked awesome yeah. and ominous. And well, we didn't get to see a lot of Ghidorah. Godzilla doing atomic breath in the air was awesome. The tone of this trailer was beautiful. It was like so majestic. Yep. And so like, they, it's very clear to me that the people who are making these movies have a at least a respect for the um the monsters just like the tone and the way that they are treating them is like with awe like you don't call the movie the king of monsters and treat godzilla like this yep without it being uh, um, fantastic this one's directed by uh the guy that did krampus and trick-or-treat um doherty no michael doherty, doherty? yep yeah. Um, it looks I, good. I remember when they announced the director and I texted you and I'm like, hey, did you see who's directing uh, Godzilla 2? And you were like, no, who? And I said Michael Doherty and you're like, what? Because it didn't make sense. Well, he, he feels like he does smaller movies. After his last two movies, which are Trigger Treat and Krampus, which yep. are both horror comedies, he's going on to do Godzilla, King of Monsters. What? But it looks so good. It does. I think, I think the, the main takeaway I had away from, from that trailer was I was like, oh, so this is the movie they're going to use to shut up every fucking fanboy who complained to the moon that there wasn't enough Godzilla in the last movie. Mm -hmm. But those weren't the fanboys. They weren't who real were fanboys because they don't understand. Like if you actually watched a Godzilla film, you didn't see Godzilla for most of it. Judd's a gatekeeper. Uh, Godzilla that. 2014 was one of my favorite movies that year. Yeah, that's absolutely. A, that's yeah, that was a great movie. Excellent, excellent movie. The only issue I have with that movie is spoiler alert for a four-year-old movie is Brian Cranston dies way too early. Brian Cranston died. He should have died. I kind of have to. Yeah. I, I have to agree with you. I think that they wasted Brian Cranston's character. Yeah. I felt that. I, I okay. I don't want to say wasted. I wish there would we had seen more of him, especially when he got the payoff that he was right. Yes. Um. And then we like he could be the character that is typically in these kind of Godzilla movies, which is the character who is like, you know. The human focus character, right? The one who's like brought his, into the military, his, his who's kind like of can explain son, what's going on. Uh, who's they? Yeah. Who's ended up being that Quicksilver? Because he, he could be the action hero guy. Um, yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson, not a great actor. Pretty milk toast. I, I would have preferred. I would have preferred Brian Cranston, but eh. I understand why they. But, but anyway, I just it, the that was literally my first thought when I was watching the the King of Monsters trailer, and I was like. There's so much shit here. There's no way they can just pack this into like the last 20 minutes. Like it's going to literally be like we're going to basically watch, you know, this is going to be so much more like disaster porn where we're just going to watch the monsters just like lay waste to cities the, the for like the entire runtime. The shot of Rodan, like you just see his shadow flying. If you watch that shot, like the entire ground is being destroyed in his wake yep. like there's like a city that's just being demolished behind him you, you, where are they going to go after this movie like they're going to the next movie after this is king kong versus godzilla what's going to be left of the earth for them to fight like are the humans just going to be gone after this this is nuts i don't know no, obviously not but <laughs> so, I'm saying, so like, I'm um excited. we're going to move underground have, have you seen have you seen the have you gone to the the reach monarch 
website? No, I, there's an ARG going on, right? Yeah. That's what you're talking about. I haven't yeah. seen anything with that, which is weird for me because I love the Cloverfield ones. What's an ARG, Dwight? It's an alternative reality game or altered reality game or augmented. augmented I, I don't reality think it's augmented game. reality game. Is it augmented reality? I don't know. It, it's it's a marketing style campaign oh. where altered. I was right. Um, where the things that are happening in our world is is if as if it was from the movie world. So there's like websites and like geocaches that are actually relating to the movie that is a scavenger hunt more or less for people to piece together and, and figure out. And it has either plot points or hints about the movie. So, yeah. Um, I, I went to it a couple of days, like, like a day or two after the trailers dropped. Um, and I had, they clearly have gatekeep kept like sort of like, you can only get to certain parts parts of the information after a certain amount of time has gone by, as stuff gets released. Because there's like classification levels and clearance levels and things like that. Just um, neat, look neat, and just like looking at some of the art they did for like for for a bunch of the the you know reports for for what these monsters were was just entertaining as hell. Um, and it's very clear that that the people making this film clearly have a love affair with the old monsters and so they're being very respectful towards the source and like trying to make it but but make it also like they're kind of adapted to making a new a new thing you know a more up-to-date version of these monsters which is cool regardless of how good this movie is which it looks fantastic uh, cards on the table i really like the first one as well regardless of how good this movie is i am super excited for japan's inevitable rebuttal because every time there's an american godzilla the 97 one or 98 one and the most recent one, Japan always responds with their own sequel or their own movie. So I'm looking forward to the sequel to um, Shin Godzilla, Shin Godzilla which is so good. Yeah, I so need I, to watch it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I have it on Blu-ray if you want to borrow it. Oh, okay. It's really what good. I have seen recently is I've seen the Netflix Godzilla films. I haven't watched those. I know the second one just they came out. They are kind of crazy tunes. Um, Solid. Uh, but again, it's one of those. If you are all at all familiar with Godzilla, the Godzilla lore, um, they start dropping names, and you're like, "Oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, that's clearly what that is." And um, the first one is just literally uh, humans coming back to Earth after being driven off the Earth by Godzilla, um, and it turns out that they're it's been like twenty thousand years. Since that they long, left. seriously? Um, yeah, so they leave. It's because of like time travel. Yeah, it's because it's because of the nature of uh, their travel. faster than light travel. Hmm. So Planet it's not like it's not like it's not like it's been twenty thousand mm-hmm. years and like because the, the, one of the characters literally remembers like getting like he was a kid and getting on the ships and having to escape Godzilla, and so they've been in space for like as far as they're concerned they've been in space for twenty years, but when they come back to Earth, twenty thousand years have, mm-hmm. have have gone by. That's and they, so the they, they literally, of the <laughs> they, 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 you know, fight Godzilla. And do they win? Well, there's a second one with Godzilla, so probably not. Godzilla I mean, never loses, except for well, the very I'm going to say this. Yes and no. Ah, yes and no. That's the most, you know, middling answer. <laughs> yes, exactly. What about um, maybe? No and no, no, yes. No, not maybe. Not maybe. The answer is definitely not maybe. The answer is definitely yes and no. The answer is definitely 
Yes. So, so what it means no. is they kill Godzilla, but Godzilla's had a baby. No, they beat Godzilla, but they don't uh, kill they him. Basically, okay, spoiler alert. They, they, the they, but... they, they kill what they think is Godzilla, and actually what they kill is Godzuki. Fuck Godzuki. Well, it's not really Godzuki. <laughs> they don't call it that, but they basically find they find a, a, a creature that matches the size and sh- like the size and power yep. of Godzilla from 20,000 years ago, and they manage to kill that after a horrifically hard battle. I mean, it's super, like, they, they are to the wall. And they managed to beat it. Yay! And literally, moments after they beat that, a Godzilla comes out of the ground, like, wakes up out of the ground, and is, like, almost a kilometer tall. Or, it's like, he's, like, three, not a kilometer, he's he's 300 meters tall. So, it's, like, he's, like, almost a thousand feet tall. Yep. I, and, I think that's and, the size of the current um, American Godzilla is three hundred. I thought he meters. was no. I thought I think I think current American Godzilla is three hundred feet. Oh, three hundred. That might be it. You might mm. be right. This is three hundred mm. meters. Mm. Yep, you're probably, I think you're right. He's so big and so strong that he literally swings his tail, and the shock wave devastates this giant chunk of land for like a, like a mile. Mm. Um, and that's where it ends. That's where the first movie ends, and the second movie ends basically picks up. Moments at like moments after that happens, and where they have to retreat to Mechagodzilla City. Solid. So they're going to use Mechagodzilla or what remains of Mechagodzilla. It's a thing um, to fight God, the current God, super God, like basically Godzilla. Um, and during this and movie, Godzuki. both both um, there are both references to Mothra and Ghidorah in this movie. And as like they just as just like this this. You know, thing this this sort of unfolds. The whole movie unfolds. I'm just sort of like, this is kind of amazing. It's super crazy. It's like super cracked, but it's kind of amazing, and it's just great, great Godzilla fun. So spoilers. Thank you. I am planning on watching them at some point. It is, and honestly, it's it's like both of them are about. I think the runtime on both of them is about 84 minutes. Yeah, and, and there's going to be a third one. Oh, it, definitely. If I'm not mistaken, I think it was pitched. It was made as a trilogy. Yeah, so. there's no way they could not have a third one at this point. So Godzilla, King of Monsters, looks awesome. Kong's yeah. gonna win. There Sweet were young. there were other trailers I watched I did, that I don't really care to walk, talk about. I don't remember um, the others I watched. Crawley. Oh yeah, new Dragon Ball. New well, Dragon we, Ball. We can talk about that another day. Yeah, we can I'm talk about that so on, on the You that. and Me episode yeah. where we just gush about things that Tiffany doesn't care about. I'm super excited for the. I heard Dragon there's balls and dragons. Glass. I watched the I Glass watch trailer. Glass. I thought that was, that was interesting. Looks neat. I'm the, the, I'm I'm a little honestly I'm I mean I remember watching Unbreakable back in the day. Yep. And that was just amazing. It's absolutely phenomenal. And then I haven't watched Split. Split. But then hearing that it was basically like they were like, oh, this is part of that universe. And I was kind of like, I was kind of okay with never having follow-up to Unbreakable. We could have just left it alone. I mean, I don't think anyone expected it. I don't think anyone expected it. And that's why I think it worked. Like, no one was expecting a sequel to to Unbreakable. And when people started watching Split, they were just like, okay, this is a cool movie. Was it really a sequel? Because it just takes place in the same universe. Well, like, this next one is a proper sequel. Well, yes. So it's it's kind of a la Avengers style. They made two movies in the same universe that now they're going to collide. That's cool. Um, And yeah, the way that these movies came to be is really fascinating, which makes me super interested to see Glass. I don't know if it's going to be great, 
but I'm super interested to see it. I feel like, as with anything Shyamalan, because there's a big expectation, yep. it is going to fall flat. Yeah. I mean, like, everyone's going to build up what they think it's going to be, and it's not going to be anything near yeah. that. I mean, he his last couple movies have been good. Uh, He's been on an upward slope, definitely. Um, what's the it visit? called? The Visit and Split were both good movies. Uh, I think Split was better than The Visit, but... I think, I think the biggest problem that M. Shyamalan had was that after he had this like this string of like oh my god oh my god and then it really turned into you're like you're saying the, like the expectation and the hype and there's gonna be the twist yeah you know to the point where he shows up on Robot Chicken oh what a twist what, oh, a, what twist. a twist which is slightly racist um, and mm. I was just sort of like. There's no way he can maintain this. He, like he was basically a victim of his own success. Yep. And and honestly, the, like I always kind of felt like what he needed to do was like you need to go away, and like or maybe make a bunch of movies without actually using your name, like using a pseudonym, yep. so that you can do something where people's expectations are not going to be oh there's going to be a twist I'm going to be looking for the twist where's the twist yeah. where's the twist he pigeonholed them yeah, it's called After Earth. Oh God, what a terrible <laughs> movie. Um, but Glass looks cool. Brawley looks cool. Uh, Aquaman looks stupid. We touched on that quickly. There's one other trailer and I watched. And I watched Alita, a Battle Angel. That looks bonkers. Which looks bonkers. Okay, so they released a teaser for it a while ago. Um, the new trailer looks way better than the teaser did. They fixed Alita's eyes, which just looked absolutely stupid. Crimes of Grindelwald was the other trailer I watched. That's it. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I, I knew you, were, you. you were, it was bothering you. Um, so Alita looks cool. Crimes of Grindelwald looks cool. I mean. Crimes of, Crimes of Grindelwald, I'm happy they're going back to the school. Like that's yep. like the my biggest excitement yep. for it is they're going back to the school. Jude Law looks great as Dumbledore. He does. Too. Johnny Depp looks stupid as fucking Grindelwald. Yep. Ugh. I just hate Johnny Depp. I don't hate Johnny Depp. I'm just sick of him. Like, I'm just. Eh, eh. See, the weird, thing, the weird thing is I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not a hater by any stretch of the imagination. I watched most of the movies. I think I stopped at uh, Half-Blood Prince. Six. Okay. Um, maybe one before that. I'm not 100% sure. I know the books I read, the, where I read the books was through, yeah. So I've seen through Half-Blood Prince. I've watched, uh, no, I've read through uh, Goblet of Fire. So you've read okay. the first four books, but you've watched the first six movies. Yes. Okay. And then I never bothered following up after that because honestly, I just kind of there are parts about the Harry Potter universe that bother me on a fundamental level because of the fact that it's very clear that she was doing her world building as she was writing the books, and so things get introduced that I'm like, but if that existed, why not do? Why why would you do? There's too much of like. The kind of thing that happens when you're watching a film mm-hmm. where you're caught up in the moment or you're reading a book and you're caught up in the moment and you're not really thinking about what is going on mm-hmm. until you walk. It's basically called, fr- the, the trope is fridge logic. And mm-hmm. the idea is like you're watching something and then you... It took us this long to get Judd to mention a trope. Yep. I'm I was impressed. Being it's on the bingo card. Uh, <laughs> I put a bingo card together for... Did you seriously? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I didn't see this. No, I didn't. I didn't send it to anyone. It's in my head. Yeah, I see. One uh, the the center spot was Judd will say I literally yelled at my radio when I was listening to this episode when you <laughs> talked about yada yada yada. That's the free space. Well, he said that. He did. I I knew he was gonna say that. Anywho, um, I also had this about that, but she hasn't done a this about that yet. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> arguably, you could say my rant about 
which horror, one, films, which horror, one? horror films as, as morality plays was of this Bubba. I just didn't frame you, it as a specific But he didn't that. say this That's about That's true. That. I didn't say the word. Sorry. I had a Judd Bingo card in my head. Um, I didn't get Bingo. So, anywho, yes. the, 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 the trope is fridge logic, where what you do is you, you're watching a thing, and then you step away, and you're in it, and then you walk up to the fridge, and, while, and literally on the way to the fridge, you think to yourself, hey, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What about blah? And then, like, it takes you out of the film. It takes you out of whatever it is you're watching. What's really weird about that trope, air quotes, is that it's a IRL thing. Like, it's like a thing that you as a human do. It's not something that, like, people try to put into their movies, like tropes your, your five-man band or whatever. Tropes are everything. Everything is tropes. Everything is tropes. No. My life is tropes. But, so, like, for me, Harry Potter, like, there's, there's portions of it that have always bothered me. Why can't like for example just some of the dumb things like the whole that wizards have problems with technology like why because you use magic all the time so wait you're telling me that like harry who arguably when the books came out should be and like know about things like you know cell phones and computers no he shouldn't know about cell phones the movies the the books take place in 90 to 97 um I knew he, about cell phones in 90. Are you kidding me? I didn't. He, I had friends of mine who had cell phones in 90. I was three. You were three. I didn't know about Stop cell phones. Alex, come on. Ninety Is it 91 to 98? Uh, 98 was the Battle of Hogwarts. So, yeah, 91 to 98 then. Uh, so, the I internet believe. was a thing. Was um, it? No, not really. So, um, I didn't know about in cell 91? phones until probably 98. I didn't know about cell phones um, until yeah, like until my dad clo- clo- got close one. to the turn of the but century. Computers were a thing. Um, yes, computers, yes, computers definitely, definitely were, a were a thing. Computers were a thing. Anyway, just this whole yes. this whole idea of like wizards don't do technology, which is what makes the Weasleys interesting because Mr. Weasley is like trying to put a car together for crying out loud. So, oh, he did put the car together. It flies. Yeah. Yes. Um, like other things, like so. Does Hogwarts have like some kind of shielding so why they're not showing up on satellite image? Or is Hogwarts Probably. is Hogwarts underhill? So that would explain why you can't see any of this crap because it's actually in another it's in another dimension, which I would be fine with. I just want them to say it. You know, if you have time twisters, yeah, you can't use it to change the change the past, but you realize that if you have a time twister, you could literally like solving crimes would be child's play. You would go to the scene of the crime and you would say, okay, well, we're going to be, we're going to go invisible. We're going to stand in this corner. We're going to time twister our way back. And then we see Joe Blow come in here and murder this guy. And then we just time twister our way forward. And then we like, okay, we, we saw you murder him. So we're done. Like, but that's never addressed because the reason it's not, because the reason it's not important to the plot of the story that we're reading. But it, the problem is for me is it blows holes in the believability of the reality for me. So it takes me out of the film. It takes me out of the story. Which is why when we got to making a movie about a book full of monsters that doesn't really have a plot, they're just making up the plots for the movies, I had no interest in watching. I do know, however, that there are a lot of people pretty pissed that um, Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's sexuality is not being deliberately addressed in the films. There's a lot of people in the LGBT community who are extremely pissed at J.K., for her sort of soft shoe, oh no, Dumbledore's been gay this whole time. Well, and not just saying, but why didn't you say that? Most people just in general hate what J.K. Rowling, Rowling, 
J.K. Rowling has been doing, where she's just like, oh yeah, Dumbledore was gay. Oh yeah, this person was trans. Oh yeah, she's just been coming. She's someone trans. Oh yeah, now? she's been coming out and just being like, oh yeah, didn't you guys know that this person was this? Like that's how I wrote the books. She's just trying to be about it, Come on. and the community hates that. They're they're just like, if it was on the page, it would have been fine. But you've just been doing it to make a statement that. I liked it when she did it initially after um, Deathly Hallows yep. came out. Like within the first year, yep. she was like, I think it was partially because people were still starved for more Harry Potter and they knew it was over. And this yep. was before all the extra stuff was coming out where people were like hanging on to her every word. Yep. I remember when that happened. I didn't realize that all this extra stuff was hap- it's, still it's going still on. It's still happening. It Like she still comes out on Twitter and was like. Well, it's not just Twitter. It's also on Pottermore, which right. is her official, like the official Potter it's, Wizarding World like place. Where she's like putting out all this stuff about how like the American um, magic stuff Schools works and all this other stuff. Where she's also had problematic stuff because of the fact that there's been co-oping of um, Amerindian mythology and, and culture in Why her books. Why is that an issue? Uh, because she's doing it wrong, basically. Is, okay, is, that's is, fair. Is basically the, the, the gist of it. Um, that uh, that you know she's you know co-oping like skinwalking, which is a um, specifically, American American uh, Indigenous peoples thing, um, and just basically like so she can't a, she can't use that as part of her her. It's her culturally stuff? it's culturally sens- sensitive, and that's the problem with it. Is 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 she when she moved out of basically stuff from like basically Britain, where almost everything it happens. So she's in, only allowed to write stories about her own culture. You, it's a complicated subject, and basically. Essentially, and, and honestly, it's a complicated subject, and I am not equipped to really discuss it. I just know that she's had, with stuff that she's released, released about the, like, filling in the blanks on the wizarding world, um, that more and more people have had these problems where it's sort of like, oh, well, this character's trans. Oh, this character's gay. But you didn't actually come out and tell that because in the book, in the work itself, mm-hmm. you're just oh, telling yeah, this I can after get that. the fact. That, that's a little bit bullshit. And so you're trying to get Representation Matters points without actually having the representation. You're just mm-hmm. saying, oh, by the way, he was gay. Which to yeah, most no, no, people no. are like... Well, I remember when Dumb- like, she came out that Dumbledore was gay. At least the circles I was reading, everyone was like, this is cool. This is great. I didn't realize that she had kept on going with it and then people were getting sick of it. That I was unaware of that. But that's um, too bad. Anyway, like I said, the, the, the LGBT community has been very strongly about this ever since the the... the original announcements, and the fact that they're having Jude Law and having Dumbledore in these movies, and they're not addressing it now, mm-hmm. like, they're not just saying, oh, well, you know, having him at least, at least ob- obliquely say something about it, right? Have the character We've basically only... obliquely been referenced into it. Can we the, be the, fair? The, the, like, the... the movie's not out yet. We've only seen a trailer. Right, well, they're talking like, about we specifically the first movie. So, the, the, so well, we, He's not in real... the first movie. I thought he was. No, they didn't cast Jude Law as, as Dumbledore until this next move, until this movie. Well, so then that, I see that doesn't hold any water. I just know that the I, I know that, that the people that I follow on various social media mm-hmm. sites, who basically when they start talking talking about this, they're not impressed with the Which stuff they've heard about what's going to happen. In ah, they're the cinema sensing it. Not quite. <laughs> I know. I, I see what you're trying to do there. <laughs> I. Loved Colin Farrell in the first movie. Yep. I I did not love the first movie. I but I loved Colin Farrell in the mo- first movie. And when he becomes 
Johnny Depp. I'm just like, nope, fuck this. I'm out. I was so angry because I was so excited because it was obvious he was the villain. Yep. And I was just like, I'm so excited to see Colin Farrell as the villain in the rest of these movies. And then it's Johnny Depp. And it's Johnny Depp doing his stupid Johnny Depp thing oh, that yeah. he just does in every movie and he's done to he's death. He's Jack Sparrow. He, he it, doesn't do anything other than Jack It Sparrow. pisses me off. Because um, I was so excited to see Colin Farrell like, choose scenery. Because he was so good. Oh, Go watch him, Bruce. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Uh, Alex out. Yes. Well, we have been going for. Can two I drop and a half the? Hours. Can I drop the mic? No, please don't. <laughs> well, they're only seventeen dollars, so sure. I'm just gonna smash it against All Jed's right, head. Just buy me another Ow. one. Wow, that's rude. That's how we greet our guests. You didn't greet Amanda that way. I was gonna say, how did you? Yeah, hear, I did. You didn't hear off pod. Yeah, oh man, he was brutal. It got edited out. Anything else, you guys, want to talk no, about? No, we're done. No, we're done. I think I'm done. You I'm done, done, Jed? Go watch my movies. My movies are great. What are you? Oh, the movies you yeah, mentioned. Go, yes, I agree. Go watch. No, go watch Mission Impossible Fallout. And Judd's movies. No, Mission Impossible Fallout. This uh, weekend, which will be last weekend from when you're listening to this. So if you haven't, then you're you're you're, you're it's probably still out because honestly, oh, no, it's if been you, less than a week. If you haven't seen it, you're really hurting my chances at winning the draft. <laughs> True. <sighs> I have no chances. No. And so on anyways. that note. Thank you so much for joining us, Judd. I hope you had yes, a good time. Did I you did. enjoy yourself? Thanks for I coming, Judd. Absolutely. I would love to come back anytime. Yes. No, well, you're never invited back. Wow. Me? You, people are only allowed on three times, and you've used you've used your third time not wisely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ow. Wow. Okay, fair. It's no. a three strikes policy. Judd's been on only three? No, four. Wait, it's got to be is four. This has got to be your fourth You're time. right. This is his fourth. The draft. Draft, the draft wrap-up. And, and then ready you player one. I forget about the draft wrap-up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you're only allowed on four times. It's a four-strike policy. Four balls. Four balls and you're four out. Four balls and you walk. Four so, balls and so you so walk. So these shooty hoop like, like, rules are getting confusing. Yeah, four and, balls and, they, and you walk to the no next podcast. Oh, man. I'm getting punchy. I'm, we've been doing this for a long time. We're getting punchy. Alrighty. So... Um, thank you all very much for listening. This has been another episode of No Refunds. Um, you can check us out on Facebook at No Refunds Podcast. You can check, uh, check out our website, norefundspodcast.com. You can email at us at norefundspodcast at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It's No Refunds Podcast. Holy shit. It's like the podcast uh, is part of the No Refunds. What do we have? A Discord. We, we have, have a Discord. Discord. Um, go to the website. You can join the Discord from there. Please join. It's fun. We all talk about everything movies yeah. video lot, games tabletop games it's a, it's a lot of conversation a lot of on. people after the last couple episodes have been talking about their top 10 yeah, favorite movies good, which has been which has been fun really really fun to watch um and we'd like to thank time trials for their song hyper potions uh, they are awesome other way around hyper, hyper potions, potions for, for their, their song, song time, time trials. trials i'm tired it's okay i and once again i'd like to thank you judd for joining it's been a blast you always have a lot of insights and you can talk so you fill up time very well. It's been good. Alrighty. And with that, we are out. So bye. Bye. Bye? My name's Tiffany. Goodbye. Trying to find. There we go. The draft. The draft stuff.
Are you looking for this adorable picture that Alex and I just took? So be jealous, bitches. I saw you take it. Don't we look like we're in love? Ouch. Look, we're in love. Look. I look like I actually like my life. We look nice. I like that. I posted it on the No Refunds Instagram. Hashtag no refunds. Hashtag squad goals. Hashtag cats of Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I did hashtag best friend goals. Nice. 